Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it may be. Happy weekend. This is The House That Happens, recorded live every week at Chewy's Bar and Grill. The best dive bar in the world, and we're located right here in northern Etobicoke. I'm Andrew Milani, and I'm alongside with... Hi, my name is Cruz. Cruz, how you been? It was Halloween week. I don't know if you did anything, but... I went out as Jimi Hendrix, but nice. actually, if you hear it, I went out as Tony Springer. That's a, that's a joke among, amongst the musos. I had some... Good, good, good paraphernalia in my left-handed guitar. Big shout out for to uh, uh, Johnny Rogers for having the jam at Timothy's on Tuesday night. I actually jumped on stage and played a couple songs and didn't embarrass myself. Nice, nice. You know, that, that Felt was, good. Yeah, it was all great. A lot of good people. Like you know me and humans, but when you get that many in the same room with the same <laughs> attitude, it makes for a very good night. I imagine. Yes, it did. Shout out to the Timothy's staff who treated me like a million bucks. I went home blurry. <laughs> that's that's not bad. I went home blurry. You know what I mean. This was actually the first year in a long time that I did not dress up. Uh, you know what? I we we got a tickle trunk at our house, and the drag was we were nice going out early. By the way. Yeah, we okay. So, but we um, the daughter went and got, granddaughter got into our stuff, and she went to school, and she looked like amazing. She did some crazy witch stuff, and she, all she did was just go through the tickle trunk, and she had enough gear. She found to do her thing nice. and just makeup was kind of cool. Yeah, so everyone at Halloween, I always just say this, it gives another opportunity for the humans to get involved in another pagan ritual. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, there's uh, the Halloween actually does have its origins with the church as well. That's, a lot of people forget I that. Said, did a definitive word, pagan ritual? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was kind of cool. All the guys in pro sports that did some weird things like um, – um, what's his name? Uh, Miles Garrett comes in the game as that monster from that video game because he crushes people. Did you see him? You'd probably know the guy. Oh, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, he about had this. a great costume. Uh, Wembenyana came as Slender Man. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I think the costume for couples seemed to be the Kelsey. What's that girl's name? Oh, uh, that girl's Taylor. Name? Somebody. Tyler, uh, Taylor Swift. I think that's it. The skinny girl, right? Yeah, she's, uh, she's new on the scene. Yeah, the real the up and comer. Girl. I just kept saying there's a lot of people wanting to be a skinny girl for Halloween. Yes. That's all I kept thinking. So Barbie oh, was a big one as well. Oh, yeah. Barbie yeah. and Ken wrote there. Good. You know what I mean? I, I think Ken was taking, uh, they took a little alpha out of Ken, but that's okay. I haven't seen was the movie. Was Ken ever really alpha, though? I don't know. I don't know. They're yeah, supposed to be, you know? Yeah. He's got a tan. He's got packs. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> He's always playing even, second fiddle to Barbie. You know what I mean? I liked Archie better. That's all. Fair That's enough. You know what I mean? A uh, lot of other... I, I, I would say for Halloween, the best costume I saw online was... Uh, Randy Johnson and the Bird. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was off the charts. Yeah, okay, I'll give that my number one, you know, because Randy Johnson never seemed to have a sense of humor in his day. <laughs> no. You know, Although he's a great NFL photographer. Oh, he, you know what he, you know what he, is, uh, he has now? He has epic rush pictures because he was, he was in Montreal when he started and before he went to Seattle, and Getty Lee being the huge oh. rush fan, baseball fan, would go down to see the Expo games, and he hooked up with Randy Johnson. That's awesome. And so Randy Johnson was allowed to sit in the pit with his camera, and apparently he has some of the best rush concert photos. He hasn't released them all. You know what I mean? It's his own private right, thing. Right. He's, he's let out a couple, three, but I mean, like he, he's his appreciation and gratitude for letting the band do that. But I've heard he's got a library of good Rush shit, which is great because I think Rush is one of the greatest bands of all time. And you know I'm right there with you. Thank you. Shout out to Getty Lee, Alex Levison, and of course the late, great Neil Peart. You know what I mean? Amen. There's a few other things that I want to mention as we get started, and one of them in is that we're eventually going to have a show about fighting. And I just wanted to say that, once again, there was a huge supposed fight on the weekend, wasn't it? Against Tyson Fury and some guy named Francis Nagumi? 
Nagano. Nagano. Anyways, okay. you know who his trainer was? No Mike idea. Mike Tyson was in the corner. Really? For Magno. Now, here's the thing about the fight. This is the linear championship for the heavyweight title that goes all the way back to Joe Lewis, okay? Mm -hmm. Problem is, is that, first of all, Tyson Fury showed up, looked like he just got out of bed. <laughs> he got knocked down, and he won a split decision. I'm going with most of the critics that say this in the world. The fight game's already in a bad place. Most of the people I know didn't even know the fight was going on. If I was your age and this was for the linear championship of the world, this would oh. be like this would be off the charts. Yeah, you know this would be the event of the week. First of all, they did it in England, so the time switch of the fight coming on, I didn't realize it was like five in the afternoon or something, which back in the day was kind of traditional. But my point is being is this: if boxing keeps on putting on shows like this, it's going to be hard for us people like the house that happens that say come on back fans we got some good fights because to tell you the truth that was a joke he's already fighting the guy that's the number one contender a usulik i forget his name in europe again and that's his right to fight in europe because he is the linear heavyweight champion sure. of the world but you got to show up with more than looking like you got a spare tire around your waist sometimes when he was jumping around the ring it looked like that hula hoop was moving it just didn't fall down because he was so out of shape Took a nice black eye after the fight. If you looked at the two fighters, you thought that Fury uh, lost. I, that's that, that's what all the memes were about. Yeah, like how he like looked like he uh, took a bigger took a bigger. Yeah, thing. But bigger he did throw him up. when you look at the with the stats card. The guy did play good defense. He was playing the old Tyson peekaboo. Um, I saw most of the fight, boring as hell. But I thought that this guy uh, Naganu, whatever his name is, this guy could probably hit harder than anybody. He's a tank. And the big thing about this is that he got into a scrap with Dana White, got out of his contract, and Dana White basically said, go get your ass kicked in the ring. Ooh, look what happened here, Dana. Which put points out, which is I really don't want to bring up, but it gave that tuber guy a little bit of leeway saying saying that MMA guys can really box. Right, Because right. this guy was the first guy to show up and never had a fight in his life. Never had a professional boxing oh, really? in his life. Okay. Got trained by Mike Tyson. Tyson Which was I in mean, his if corner. you're going to get trained by anyone, I mean. And apparently Tyson took it seriously. And you could see some old Tyson defense moves yeah. that he was actually making that you thought about. Then you look over, oh, yeah, Mike's in the corner. But that's all we got to say to the WBA, WBC, WM, whatever they are. Tighten up your program because you're even losing the house that happens. You know what I'm saying? I and agree. I'm the boxing aficionado in, in this house. And uh, that was a failure on Saturday night. Absolute failure. But let's turn it around. Let's talk from failures to absolute winners. The Toronto Argonauts tie the NFL or CFL record, rather. 16-2 and record on the regular season. Get the bye to the division finals. That'll be next Saturday at BMO Field. They're going to await the winner of the Hamilton Tiger Cats versus the Montreal Alouettes. That's what it's looking like. In any event, big shout-out to Shuey's Bar and Grill where we record. Um... Uh, the proprietor, Serge Singh, got a game-signed jersey because of the support this bar has given to the Argos, especially this season with the tailgating, the parties back here, which have included Penball Wizard, the general manager, a plethora of Argos past and present. So if you want to come and be a place to party and give the Argos their due, come to Shuey's Bar and Grill. I agree. You know what I'm saying? And, Good. I mean, if you're going to be at the game on Saturday, I'll be there. I know Serge is going to be there. Don't be afraid to say hi. 
Definitely not. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. i got to see if my dog needs his haircut. I was going to say, he, if you needed to get no, your I'm gonna haircut. No, I'm going to blame it on my dog this day. But anyway, no, man. Huge shout-out to the Argos because you know what? In a city that's screaming for winners, we've got somebody that's on the verge for repeat championships. And we, we preach this here. How hard is it to repeat, bro? Oh, my God, especially for Canadian teams. We got into that uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes. I mean, the CFL, it's only Canadian teams, so maybe a bit of an exception. But, I mean, Toronto, we don't get winners here too often. That's my point. And now we're looking down the barrel of a two-time consecutive Grey Cup champions. Big, big ups to the Toronto Argonauts, not only from the house that happens, but here at Shoei's Bar and Grill. We expect to see you in the Grey Cup, correct? Absolutely. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I really thought it was cool that if you looked at the Argos, I forget his name and I meant to remember it, but uh, the second string quarterback. Not, not Kelly, the other guy. He played a solid game, and it was very good how the Argos, because I did watch most of the game because I want to mm-hmm. take a look at what was going on, and how Argos funneled out some of their main starters when they got a lead. But the guys that came in off the bench, maybe because it was Ottawa, um, the, the, the fall-off was not like they sustained their level of play. Nobody yeah, got continuity. injured, and then away they got the win, and they got the record, which is which is still huge. I mean, I'm, how many years are we going to see a team win 16 games? I mean, it's only happened twice. So. There you go. Congratulations to our Toronto Argonauts. I'm going to get into their uniforms a bit later. Okay, we'll I know discuss, you, we're going to discuss that a bit later. Especially, okay. uh, and I guess alternate jerseys was something you want oh to comment Oh my god, to. Just, we're going to we're just yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you might need earmuffs when you're done. Okay, when I'm done, all right. Speaking of earmuffs, get ready for those loud cars. Formula One was in Mexico. They're going to be in Brazil this weekend. So you can't lose, you can't win a race in the first corner, but you can certainly lose the race in the first corner. And yes, you can. Boy, did Sergio Perez blow oh, that race in the first corner. What do you think it's going to cost him for his ride? So there's already rumors that the decision has been made for Ricardo to replace him for next year. Wow. That's, I don't know how true that is, but that's been floated around. If anybody knows their history. And Ricardo had a fantastic weekend. Let's oh, yeah, not, no, 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 not, no. Uh, and, and, he, and, cons- and considering this, the cars that he's had to drive this year, he's handled very well. Especially considering Alpha Tori is not yes. a good car, or debatably the worst car okay. on the grid. And uh, he's kept the car on the to. track, and he's, he, I don't know if he got the top 10, but he, he did race very well. Finished 7th, seventh, seventh, so that's seventh. worth uh, four points? No, six. six Whatever points. the case may be, and I keep harping back to this, ever go watch Drive to Survive to get your history on it because you'll fall in love with the, the racing after that. Next level competition. But he was a key figure in it, and it was a weird history of this is the emergence of my athlete of the year for 2023 so far, which is Mr. Max Verstappen. Well, we're running out of time, so I don't see that changing. Okay, there we go. So I, I don't, I'm, in my opinion, I, I just want to shout out this just one more time. I don't know if I said it last, last show or not, but please, people understand this. Um, um, Aaron Judge had a, just had a 60 home run season. Um, Connor McDavid scored 100 and what was it? Oh, first time over 150 points in yep. how many years? Messi lost his mind over winning the World Cup. And the accomplishment by Max Verstappen, in my opinion, eclipses all of those, in my humble opinion, because enough people aren't following it on a regular basis for whatever reason they're not. But if they did, this accomplishment in his sport is on a level of like Gretzky scoring 92 goals, you know what I mean? Something like that, hitting 2,000 yards rushing in football. Or whatever, whatever ridiculous stat you want to put in a team sport. Max is there. Congratulations to Mr. Max Sappen, who also may be my villain of the year. 
He's won 16 of 19 races. Crazy. And, uh, meanwhile, his teammate Perez has retired into the last four races, and he has not gone on the podium in the last five races. That was a terrible crash, too. And it was completely his fault. Yes, I know what I mean. Like, right, he, like it was three wide. He, had, he got off to a great start, like the yeah. was on the gas at the right time. Three wide uh, was Leclerc sandwiched in the middle, just turned into him, and then his car kind of popped up. It was a bit of a scary moment there. It was. The, the thing was, I'm not as versed as you on it, but as soon as I seen him going in the corner, of course, I had on PVR, and I backed it up to see what happened. What are they trying to do that on that corner? That just doesn't work with three cars. No, I, I mean, know? he probably didn't know it was three wide, but, I mean, you, if you don't see the guy beside you turning, you got to kind of figure something's up. Oh, right? something got up. You know what I mean? A <laughs> mm. couple of the other boys were not too impressed with Perez. The Red Bull guys? Well, yeah. Or? No, uh, what's his name that he took out too? Um, was it McLaren guy? No, the other guy. Remember when he hit Buddy's car and took him out? Because that one guy got wiped out too, didn't they? Uh, are you talking? I don't know. Uh, what, was he was the only one? Mess. Was he? Yeah. yeah. But a couple other guys got knocked out. One of the guys got his car and you could see him staring across the track. I forgot to see what thing it was because it was clearly Perez's fault. And when you go into a corner like that and you wreck your car, that's like what? A lot of preparation to be over in what? Three minutes? Oh, my God. And how much money? Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> let's just get at the money aspect of it, you know. But we're not going to bore you with this because you guys go out there and learn for yourself how much fun it is watching the competition. I actually Correct? have one more thing to say. Sure. So uh, Lance Stroll's seat has become kind of a hot button topic lately, especially because daddy might sell the team. Oh really? So Aramco. Oh, he's done. So Aramco, who's the, I think it's their their biggest sponsor. The word is that they want to buy the team from Lauren Stroll, and on top of that, Cognizant, who is a sponsor for Aston Martin, and supplies them with a lot of analytics Ooh. during the race, which is obviously a huge tool in F one. Oh yeah, they're pulling out. Oh. So uh, that, uh, obviously Aston Martin not in a great spot there. So Dad might be thinking time to sell here. And obviously, if that's the case, I imagine Lance's contract is going to be. Oh, he's up. gone. He's gone. I and, mean, but Perez might find a seat there, so everything oh, might yeah, work yeah. out. It always falls into play. That's weird how Formula One falls into that. Nothing, Silly season, they call it, right? Nothing against Stahl. But I mean, this guy. Stroll. Stroll, anyways, whatever. Yeah, Stroll. In any event, if you don't know who he is, I wish my dad was that rich for starters. Okay, <laughs> don't number we one. All? Okay, so if your dad's that rich, he's a competent driver. Is that the word? I mean, I would say more than competent. He's been on podium a few times. He's been on pole before. That's true. Yeah, he did. You know, um, sometimes you just question. Uh, is his, it the his car drive. or his drive? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, there's, you know, of course, we all know the tennis stuff now that that's his real first love yep. and yep. Yep. all that. But uh, I mean, obviously, we wish him the best. He is a Canadian. It's going to yes. suck uh, not having a Canadian on the grid if that's the case. Good I'll, luck to him. Yeah, and though. also the big news. Big. I guess this is still in the world of rumor, I suppose, but. Audi, the big news was that they're going to come in for 2026. Well, they might be getting cold feet. Why? Uh, I, I think it's because of new leadership at Audi or at uh, VW Group, I guess. And they're saying like, oh, F1, this is how much it costs. Oh, it doesn't bring in that much money. Oh, time to get out. Oh, uh, is um, and, and they were supposed to be an engine manufacturer too. Agreed. Andretti's team's still coming in though, right? Uh, doesn't look like it. That I, that one could be building up to a lawsuit when all said and because like FIA, who's like the governing body, yeah. they opened up the whole thing. Yeah. But F one doesn't seem too keen on allowing any more teams in. Agreed. But uh, I mean, if Audi is out, that's gonna allow for. I mean, obviously, someone's gonna have to take the place of that team because they're gonna buy. I mean, I guess they're already somewhat invested in buying Sauber, who's known as Alfa Romeo right now. Oh. So that could be Andretti's way in. Hard to say right now, but... Uh, the politics of sports 
is everywhere. Yeah. Oh, especially it F1. Is, is it? Well, that's why I said it there first. You know what I mean? But we'll get back to the good part. Congratulations, Max. Like we said, it's still down to uh, the races are still valid because we got a couple teams behind there trying to get their constructor points. Ferrari and uh, Mercedes, the battle for a second there continues. There you go. That's what it is. And it's going to be a good battle, too. So pay attention, people. Yeah. Uh, you brought Messi before. He is the winner of the FIFA Ballon d'Or, which is the award given to the player of the year. Obviously, for his impact in MLS. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that's a joke. It was for winning the World Cup. Okay, we know it's a World <laughs> Cup. But, I mean, look what he did. He went from the World Cup to, like, the only person I got more uh, attention I've seen in the last month is a skinny girl that sings. Besides him, like, how much how much, how much, much more uh, press did Messi get? Oh, in America? 100%. Uh, like, I mean... Yeah, but, yeah. like, FIFA, they're kind of like... I don't think they really considered that at all. Because MLS, it's like, oh, that's cute. You can go play over there, kids. Sure you can, but I'd go play there for that kind of money. Because, oh, you know, I, I don't disagree, but I'm saying I, I don't think this had any bearing in him no, winning not the really. Ballon d'Or. Do you think that... Uh, what's the kid's name that turned down the money from South Africa? I'm forgetting his name. Saudi Arabia, you mean? Saudi Arabia. Uh, Mbappe. Mbappe. What do you think he thinks about this? Because I think that he had a pretty damn good season, too. And the stats Didn't win the World Cup. Didn't win the World Cup. His team Cup. flopped at uh, the World Cup, in I, fact. You think that was the difference? If France had a one, do you think he would have been the... Uh, Probably player of the year. Oh, 100%. That's what I'm 100%. saying. Because, you know, when you look at that statistically, he kind of had a little bit better showing than Messi. And I mean, and he, he stayed young. against top competition the whole season. And he stayed against them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying when you add it all up. But, I mean, it's just the that sometimes when you get in a sport like this, the um, like I said, the press and the um, revelations that people had about soccer that I heard on sports shows that I've never heard them talking about soccer before. Including your boys at Pardon the Interruption. Including my boys at Pardon the Interruption, who are quite surprised. However, I will got to give a shout-out when shout-outs work. Uh, Tony Cornerza said, when this Miami team doesn't make the playoffs, we'll forget who Messi is by Christmas. If you didn't get this player of the year, you wouldn't be in the news anymore. Correct? Uh, yeah, but it's it's off-season for soccer for in North America, yes. right? Yeah, yeah so. so it's it's probably on the end. Anyway, congratulations to Messi. Arguably well one of the great, greatest of all time. He's in Arguably the, GOAT the greatest of all time. There's no there, there there could be an argument, but he has to be in the GOAT conversation anytime you want to talk about soccer. As far as I'm, and he's still only what thirty three, right? Thirty four. He is. Oh, he might be a little older than that. I hope he gets a couple of good seasons in here because the attraction to the young people to keep them out playing sports is just as valuable as his uh, total press thing. Because we you know you got to get it to street level. Who's playing the game? You want the kids to get out there going. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be a football player or a hockey player because they're probably never going to play that game, but they're going to play soccer. Well, different football. Yeah, the other football. <laughs> the other football. Uh, he's 36, so a little older than you thought. Oh, geez. So he's not going to have... Yeah, better he's here now. He's at He'll the, still look good. That, that World Cup, that, that Huge. was probably going to be his last opportunity. Oh, yeah. Crowning achievement. Come on. Crowning 100%. achievement. I'm, Crowning. I'm not diminishing that. 100%. I'm just saying it's good he got it when he did. 100%. Uh, you have anything else to say? No, 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 no. I'm just, uh, we, we should move on to where we're going to go because well, there's going to be some side stories that come up yes. within the meat of the, of the uh, subject matter with which we are going to be talking yeah. about. So, first of all, I, I, I think we should begin on a little bit of a somber note. Um, obviously, the Adam Johnson ah. death in, uh, in England, uh, ah. just completely tragic. Uh, if you don't know, he was cut by a skate blade in a game in a professional game in England, uh, and he died soon after, uh, prompting a lot of debate uh, about whether or not neck guards should be uh, mandatory in the NHL and in other professional leagues. Um, 
just a tragic story. I mean, you could also view it from a half glass half full angle of like, it's a miracle that this is the first time this has happened. I've heard a lot about that too. So I'm not going to sit on the fence about this seriously because I was shocked when I've heard it. And then again, we've heard out of other skate incidents that are happening over the year, yeah. over time. Uh, let me just cut in and say by, if you do go out and watch the video, just be prepared. It's, it's I didn't very watch graphic. It. No, I didn't it's watch it. Graphic. That's what I heard. And I like to be the guy that does, you, you can't unsee something. Yeah. So when I heard about it, I didn't want to see it. I heard that the crowd alone was aghast. Oh, oh The yeah. people in the crowd were visibly like, oh shit, what, what went on here? And um, I don't know. Okay, like, here's what happens. And I don't want to like play lightly with this because a man lost his life. He's only 31 years old, I believe. Yeah. Very, very young man. The question being is that, like everything else in life, um, there's fluke things that go on. For example, they put up the netting when the kid got hit in the head with the hockey puck. Yeah, the girl in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. you know, stuff like that's going to go on. But, I mean, are we going to restructure everything for the safety of one life is too many, so to speak? I kind of agree because as kids grow up, I heard an interesting thing where they were saying, okay, when I started watching hockey, guys were skating around the ice with no buckets on. Okay, then they said, let's go to buckets. When you're playing anywhere in the MTHL or any level of hockey in this country, you wear a neck guard. MTA, you're dating yourself a little oh, yeah, bit. That's the GTHL G now, kids. GTL, whatever. Okay, yeah, I'm old. But you know, and the same with the Quebec League in Michigan. Yep. The big When you play up until you're 16, until you go to the... I believe in Major Junior, they have to wear neck guards as well. Uh, oh, is it in Major Junior yeah. now too? Okay, so the thing is, man, and then you come to the NHL and you want to be cool like everybody else, so you don't wear shit. I actually heard that was a thing with uh, an AHL team this year where someone was showing up with the neck guard and then he basically got... And the guys were basically letting him know and he took it off. Well, that's uncool. You know what I mean? I, this goes back to when I was a kid when Butch Goring would skate, skate around with his helmet on first. That thing that looked like from yeah. like Newt Rockney from the 40s, a football helmet. Well, even uh, th like our generation, like uh, Thomas Placanic, Danny Heatley, those guys always got made fun of for oh. wearing the neck guards. Right? Oh, yeah, that's true, too. But you know what? Like, like If it's going to prevent everything, and, and I've heard it from so many people that have played hockey, listen, what's more valuable, your life or your safety? I think your safety coincides with protecting your life. Oh, hell, 100%. You know what I mean? So uh, here at the house, that if we hear that they're suddenly going to rule in that we're going to have neck guards. I think they're going to grandfather them in because oh, it yeah, sounds like that's the Players Association do, yeah. is kind of holding firm. Yeah. Um, even like, remember Richard Zednick was this 15 years ago now? Oh, yeah, got kind of, yeah. He wore a neck guard for a little bit, but then after he took it off, he's like, where are the chances it happens again? Oh, gee. That's how these guys think. Oh, yeah. Right? No, no, no. I, I agree with that. So sometimes I say, you got to remember, guys out there, your safety comes first. And you know what I mean? And we, we can't predict it. I might win the lottery tonight. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's that kind of world we live in. It's really, when I heard the story, I just went, oh. Oh, it, it ruined breaks your me. Heart. Yeah, it ruined me. Absolutely ruined me. A guy going there to make a living for his family over in England, and uh, he's not coming home. God bless him and all his family. And just, I mean, just a lot of trauma here. Oh. The the people, I, I oh. can't imagine what it have been like to be in that arena. Oh. The poor guy who cut him, that oh. guy's going to need therapy for the rest oh, of yeah, his life. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I, and, and, you know, it was such a fluke thing. It was such oh, a yeah, fluke yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Was, he just got exactly. flipped up in the air. Like, yep, yep, and away it went. You know, God bless him and his family. So to speak. Absolutely. Um, but we do. Was that? A couple, I was going to say a couple of retirements this week in the NHL oh, as well. Oh, big shout out to Joe Thornton. Jumbo Joe Thornton oh, and Paul Stastny on. both announcing oh, yes, their retirements Paul this Stastny. week. I was surprised at the Stastny one. The injuries catch up with him? 
Uh, I think so, because last year he was kind of like hanging on to that fourth line position in in Carolina, but he wasn't exactly running away with it. No, and, so, I, and he it didn't look like he was getting any serious consideration from anyone in free agency. So that usually spill us, uh, yeah, spells the end. And right? is he thirty five yet? Oh, he's got to be there, right around there. Well, he had a solid he was a rookie career. In the same season as uh, I think he was in the same draft as Crosby. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So he's been. I know he's been around a long time. He had his moments, but to a great career. Very great career, Paul Stasny. Fantastic two-way player. Exactly. In his prime was great. But I want to shout out to Joe Thornton because there's so many things about Joe Thornton that, first of all, he got drafted by the Boston Bruins. so I couldn't Number one like overall, Could, 97. I couldn't like him at all. But then Boston shuffled him out of town, just like they shuffled Tyler Segan out of town, because they didn't do, quote, Boston Bruin things. Which is which? But, I, I mean, Boston ended up winning the cup after that Thornton trade. So oh, maybe. I know, and I and I say that's a kind of a drag because Joe never got one. But I've always hinted on like if you, you it's the only black mark in his career, really. Exactly, but I mean, at the same time, it was like they shuffled and it was all over a Soundgarden concert, or was that Tyler Seguin? One of them. They went to they Seguin, got, The one there I remember was that it was during the 2013 Cup run. They had to keep him. That to hire security to keep him in his room so he wouldn't go partying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, between they, games or something like that. Yeah, he was a little bit of a troublemaker. But I heard too that Joe. I remember Joe Thornton during a playoff series was seen got caught in Boston at a club. Oh, was that uh, during the Montreal series in '04? Was, was that what it was? The yeah. upset. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was doing. Uh, he was crowd surfing. <laughs> Shit like that. I just know that. And the next thing you know, he's off to San Jose. Well, he was always off to a weird start in Boston because he had that weird rookie season. Him yep. and Samsonov were drafted the first year. Samsonov wins rookie of the year. Everyone thinks that Sergei Samsonov's going to be the big shit. Oh, yeah. Well, they got fooled, didn't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, Thornton ended up developing, even like his last few, few years with Boston, he was fantastic. He was like oh, a point-per-game no. guy there in the dead puck era. Oh, no kidding. And, I, and I'm going to say this. I, I mean, like... Um, people forget about his contributions off the ice, except, especially since he loved being out in San Jose. Mm-hmm. And he's an Ontario boy. But what he did on a local level, I heard, to promote soccer, I mean, uh, hockey, hockey in that in area, the area yeah. in the Bay Area, was really, really huge. And he, that, that should be commended for a guy of his stature taking Absolutely. the time, not only being such a great hockey player, he had his Team Canada moments. Yeah, he's got that. He's got his Olympic gold medal. Yeah, he's got Olympic gold medal. It's stuff like that. So big, big, big shout out to Joe Thornton. I wish he had to get drafted by Montreal instead. Um, also, one more, not quite a retirement, but uh, may turn into one. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom on oh, me, Washington. Oh, don't. Bye-bye. Why? Why do you gotta say it like that? Because he's stepping away from the game. Um, I think this is the end of his career. Unfortunately. Honestly, I think Backstrom's one of the more unappreciated players of his generation. Really solid two-way game. No one really... It was never in the Selkie conversation, I think, because of his competition, just being in the Bergeron, Kopitar, Taves, Jordan Stahl era. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, you can throw a bunch of names in there. It was just... It was I think battle, that he's but... there because he played beside Ovechkin. No, he was a fantastic playmaker. Okay, he would do a lot good. of great things he to draw away good. the defenders to get, get Ovechkin open. Oh, yeah, no, no. In his prime, he was very, very good. But what I do as a guy like Backstrom is like, um, and this seems to hang on in every sport, you get this contract and you're not playing. And all we hear about is your injuries and now you're going to retire. Okay, great. You got your Stanley Cup too, didn't he? Even though, did he make a big contribution that year? No, the year after he had the injuries. Yeah, he was on. He was on that whole cup. Oh ride. yeah, he was on that on that thing there. I'm not saying he's a bad player or not. I'm, I mean, no. Let me rephrase. He had 23 that. points in 20 games during that playoff run. So, the guy was one of the better two-way centers in the league. 
Okay, there's no doubt about it. In his prime, cool he was as a cucumber. Great. Yes, he was. No problems, no hassles, whatever. I'm just saying these last couple, three years, um, after a while, it gets to be like, are we talking about the infirmary or a man's career? And I don't know. That After a while, I go like, is he going to play or is it not? Like, we're going to talk about a league that's um, salary caps just strapped, like more than any other league. Triple hard cap. You got it. And he's had some issues now with how they're using him for injuries and money too. You know what I mean? He's not quite in the carry price situation, but... Could it's, be. It's, I mean, people are already talking about, oh, could they be knocking on Calgary's door to try and take another Swedish center in uh, Lindholm, which we'll get to ooh, that a little bit later. Oh, interesting thought. Anyway, good career to Mr. Backstrom. I'd, uh, I'd say great career. Over 1,000 games, over 1,000 points. You get 1,000 game. I got to give it that. I'll shut up now. Two, I was just never a fan of the guy. Two world championship gold medals. Uh, great contributions with Team Sweden. Uh, Hall of Fame. What do you say? You know what? I think when we get down to five or six years and you're a guy like me who's been like, ah, uh, you know, and then they're going to peel back the onion and then they're going to show the highlight reel. Yeah. And then you're going to go, okay, Cruz, shut the front door. <laughs> okay, that's what's going to happen, all right? I, I'm just I would, never a big fan of the guy, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, I was never his number one fan either, no. but I mean, you got to recognize good Greatness. game, right? See, that's what I'm saying. So if he makes it in the Hall of Fame, I think he will make it on his qualifications and his resume. I Not think because he, guys like me are picking at him. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm I, I think he makes. Uh, I would vote him into the Hall of Fame, but I, I don't know how the hockey. I don't know how many beers I would have that day to decide. You'd have to have a good highlight film because <laughs> there's something about the guy rubbed me the wrong way. I can, uh, He's got uh, over 270 goals, 760 assists. I think I could put together pretty. Sometimes, sometimes he had a guy named Mr. Wilson on the ice, and sometimes he did Swedish things. And Mr. Wilson cashed his check. That's what I didn't like. Okay, so let's cut to the chase. You know it, and I know it. I'm not. Yeah, but saying, Wilson came along later, though. He was. I'm saying last few years yeah. he had a little more liberties because you had Mr. Wilson on your team. Yeah, but that was, I didn't uh, like that. Yeah, but I feel like once Wilson came on the team, it was more like. The Ovechkin-Wilson-Kuznetsov line. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree, too. But I'm just saying anything that ever happened, Wilson was out there. And I'm, and that's not to take away from Ovechkin because after he catches Gretzky or he doesn't, Ovechkin will go down as one of the toughest hockey players that ever played, too. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? He had that toughness factor. We can never deny that. So, Mr. Backstrom, enough talking about you. If you get to the Hall of Fame, congratulations. Thank God I'm not on the voting committee. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> that okay, That's typical cruise. I can't Thank argue you. With that. Thank you very much. Uh, one quick thing we didn't get to last week was uh, it looks like the decentralized NHL draft, kind of like NFL, NBA style. It looks like it's happening. They had the informal vote. Uh, one t Each team got one vote, basically. Overwhelming that teams want to do the decentralized. Of course, because they understand now like that the, uh, the hype night. You well, know what plus I mean? all the and money you save. Production value, yes. all of that and stuff. I th and people brought up the point, too, is that you can kind of make things easier to kind of like interact with your own fan base. True, you true. Know? Good, good. Because it is, should be – It is. I heard it's all fan-based anyway. It should considering, be. Considering that factor, I never really thought about that. That's – yeah. You know, it, like, I'm if, digging that. If you're like Toronto, if you're Montreal, I mean, you could afford it, too, where like – Get that guy in a bird back to that city that night oh, so yeah. he could party with the fans. Why not? Oh, that'd be just great. Why I, not? You know, yeah, it's going to be there. And you know what? We also have Mr. Bettman, who's running things, has been in the other PR offices like the NBA. So, come on. He knows what he's looking about. But more about Mr. Bettman later. And the only people that seem to be upset by this are media people or people in hockey who have kind of, like, just left. 
But, uh, I mean, uh, who cares? We, we're getting you our way as You know why immediate people it is? Because it's not convenient for them and their travel and what they want. They've got a good job anyway. Sure. So part of your thing... Well, and they're missing... Like, I'm sure there's a lot of cool moments on the draft floor that like only they see, so they're going to be yes, missing on exactly. those. Yes, so. exactly. So what? The fans get a little more and they get a little less. So what? Stop it. Quit whining. I wonder what O-Dog says about this. I'll have to ask him. Uh, <laughs> they probably brought it up on the show, I'd imagine. I, I don't know. I haven't been watching well, it. Well, uh, I mean... I mean, from him now, he's kind of like he, it's not like TSN has the draft anymore, anyway. So exactly. I mean, so I mean, he'd probably enjoy this, anyways. Um, but let's not beat around the bush. The big news of the week: Ottawa penalized a first-round pick from a trade that did not go through. Damn. This is a year and a half ago Damn. now. Damn. Uh, if you don't remember, and the uh, carnage is in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas traded, this supposedly traded Evgeny Dadanov. Stop! 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 stop. Explain this clearly to our fan base. That's what I'm doing. It's clearly give the calls notes, okay. the Waldo version. Because come on, bro, just ah, go ahead. I'm getting to it. Ah. So Ottawa traded to Dan off to Vegas a couple years ago. Then Vegas later on, as this was after a few months of getting him, they were going to flip him to Anaheim at the trade deadline, and they were going to give uh, Anaheim a second round pick as part of it. Well, it turns out Dedanoff had a no-trade list, and Anaheim was on said no-trade list. So there's a big kerfuffle here. Kerfuffle? Is that all? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> oh, I'm stop it. Take it lightly. Oh. But my thing is, is, like, so apparently the big thing is that Ottawa on the trade call didn't uh, say to Vegas about his trade protection, which I think is absurd because you would think the NHL, who's on that trade call, would be like, well, wait a minute. He has this trade protection, uh, and, th and that should just be like, you should be dinged with like a fine there like right away. If this was on a corporate right? level, they'd be in court. Let's put it this oh, way. But 100%. I'm going gonna, gonna to come from this angle, and I was telling you our favorite commissioner, Gary Batman. I'm really thinking that if I had my way, I would bitch slap him into freaking uh, the Great Lake, and this is the reason why. The owner's name is Michael Andelar. Andelar. Andelar, okay. This guy came in with good faith putting a lot of money on, into a franchise that was a little bit, you know, but he came in, no questions asked, sure. came with the money, said we're going to do this, even talked about building an arena closer to downtown to satisfy the fan base. Okay, so now you're talking about a business on next level, billion-dollar operation. Now, number one is he's losing a number one draft choice. Wait a second, Mr. Bettman. Doesn't everybody know the rules? So you're in the room with this guy talking about, welcome to the NHL, glad you brought over. This is how we operate. Oh, we don't tell you everything. That's rude. Like, uh, like the Batman doesn't know. Don't they put this thing? Don't they have a PA? Oh. Well, that's what he was, like, his, uh, oh, his, his press conference was, was amazing. I yeah. love the guy. I didn't even know the guy when I heard that. And you know what? He, the only thing he didn't do was swear. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? He basically said, you guys are a bunch of pieces of shit. I come in to do a billion-dollar business deal. We sit down at the table. I'm welcome like a champ. And as soon as I turn my back, there's a couple screws loose on the car, and the wheel goes off. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, you salesman, and you pull up the car ring, oh, we forgot the engine. Who in the hell would not have that registered that there's a clause where it's not going to draft? Is this Ottawa? Is this the NHL? And I can't, God, Vegas is out. I mean, Vegas should have some kind of, like, Vegas went, oh, my God, we got shafted. No, no, no. This should be registered on next I think, level. I, I, honestly, I think Anaheim's the team that got shafted here the most because they were supposed to get a second-round pick out of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that's true, too. But anyways, the bottom line is, was there no respect to a new owner? 
Like, you got it. Like, this guy's coming in the door. You're treating him like a knight. Come on, sit down at the table. And then you piss in his wine glass. That's just brutal. And then people said, oh, you had to fire Dorian. Wait a second. He had to go. He's your general manager. He made this deal. If I made a mistake at, like of this level at my work, there'd be security waiting for me at the door so I couldn't get into the place. This is on a level fiasco I, I've never heard in sports. In my all four big sports, and I'm, I'm an old man, I heard a lot of things. This one here has blown my mind on the corporate level. Yeah. Like why one, one operation of this level, a billion-dollar franchise sold to a new owner when they were begging for someone to buy the team in Ottawa, comes in with good faith, good money, all these things for the fan. The first thing you do is lose a first-round draft trade. Dorian had to go. Had well, to go. first of all, I want to get to, we'll get to this a little bit later, but I do not think this penalty is going to stick. Okay, maybe. I think this, it's the big hubbub now. We'll get to that a little bit later, but obviously okay. we this did cost Pierre Dorian his job. It should. Don't they, you they agree? They say it was a mutual, ah. uh, but I don't think anyone's buying that. Ah. Um, one thing that Elliot Friedman said that I thought was interesting was when the NHL does these investigations, it's basically like, you better tell the truth or else. And it sounds like maybe Dorian wasn't the 100%, most truthful during the investigation, which might, have, which might have ended up co- helping cost Ottawa a first-round pick. Okay, so let's Because really, at- if you look at it, punish, does this punishment fit the crime? I don't yes. think so. Yes. First round pick? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think we I thought Dorian okay, losing like, his job. Dorian, oh, so, okay, agreed, agreed. But the, like, it cost Anaheim a second. A second round pick seems fair to lose in this situation. Like, okay. It's not going to make or break anything, right? But, I mean, second round pick is not nothing either. No, agreed, agreed. But, uh, I mean, this. I think this looks bad from all angles. Like oh. any fan, any dummy with a computer can go on cap friendly and see oh. that, oh, this guy's got a 10 team, no trade yes. list. This is what blows my why, mind. Why is this not in central registry? Or whatever the case may be. We're talking about a billion dollar operation. You know what I mean? Levels of money we can't even stand. Corporate boardrooms I'm never going to get into. And they make a where's Waldo move? Oh, where's the draft pick? Oh, wh- wh- what team's he going to go to? This is insane. Blows my mind. I cannot believe at this level of sports that this kind of incompetence went down. And not only that, to a new owner. Like, if he had been there a few years, then he'd bite the bullet. Like, right, if it was right. a guy like only Raiders or a guy that, or, or uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs run or, or Bell in Toronto. If those guys were running it for a few years and they didn't pay attention, that's, that's shame on you. This is a guy that came in the door in brand new and good faith and he lost a number one draft pick. Hey, welcome to the league. We're taking this. Yeah. That's nuts. But I do I agree think, with you. about Because he's got 24, 25, 26 to make They can the just decision. kick this can down the road, right? That's what I'm thinking. That's which do. is basically what New Jersey did when they lost the first round. Well, they were cost, whatever. They were punished by, they were supposed to lose a first round pick for the Kovalchuk contract. But then a new owner came around, and then they're like, ah, maybe we won't punish you anymore. So. Well, maybe the precedent is set, because I really liked, uh, how do you say his name, Michael N. Ann Lauer. Ann Lauer. People, go online, check this guy's press conference, because I thought he was cool as a cucumber saying F you. Yeah. You know and and they're mean? not finding him either, which I love. Oh, no. They, I think if you had to find him, he would have freaking sent out some, uh, I would have been down to the NHL. I'm putting this on Batman. A lot of this on Batman. You were in the room with the guy, bro. Like you didn't know you first yeah, that, of all first of all no slime. no okay okay wait a second when he was signing the papers they didn't tell him they were investigating Pinto either so you're a new owner they don't tell you they're, they're investigating a guy for gambling on your team which is proxy which we understand that one I, on that table. one I can at least understand more okay but like this one it's like well we're gonna investigate your team and you could potentially lose a draft pick okay like, come on bro okay here's the deal 
Both of these operations, both of these investigations were going on in the time frame that he was going to the meeting with the NHL to buy the team. It was all in the time. That's what blows my mind. In the last well, year, this all yeah. went on the last year. They well, the difference is Pinto that this one. Pinto didn't come from nowhere, by the way. I understand that. But like that one, like I can understand like wanting to keep that one on the DL, on the down low. Okay, I got that, you. But this one, the, the Danoff situation, everyone's known about this for over a year now. Oh, that's crazy. That, like, that, come on. You got to say crazy. something. This is slimy by the NHL. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah. Pierre Dorian so. looks like a slime ball after oh, this, too, for not disclosing this to Vegas. When's he another job? Man, I don't know. He'll if, be in so, the scouting department somewhere. <laughs> for He'll be in the scouting department for Shorzy. So, the Shorzy team. He'll be scouting for Shorzy, okay? So one thing I want to ask you is, what is Pierre Dorian's legacy now? Oh, get out the door. Oh, like the, the funny contracts that he signed, the bad goaltending moves. Like, who's the goaltender we were just talking about? Ettinger and... Um, Ettinger. No, no, no. It was... Um, Oh my God! Uh, you know he had the man? same Gustafson, the one thing. Oh, yeah, Gustafson. To yes, there you go. Like, what's his legacy going to be? You ran the car. You didn't know how to drive a five-speed. That's what happened. When you put it in the wrong gear, you hit the wall. That's going to be. Do you going to feel sorry for this guy? I don't. I mean, you know, what, you know what I think? You know what I think is his uh, kind of legacy that he's going to leave behind. You remember that interview when like everything's falling apart for Ottawa, and oh. they're like, "Oh, what do you guys say?" That's positive, and he kind of paused. He just said, "We're a team." Oh, I think that's his legacy. Oh, no, that's going to come back to bite him in the ass. But here's the thing is how quickly it switches in the NHL. Okay, we, we said it's only one game but. Well, now, people, it's 10 games but. And last time I checked, that's one-eighth of your season? Isn't oh, yeah. It? That's one-eighth. So I'm not saying we have a huge sample size because I'm going to go to your school of thought and talk about let's get to American Thanksgiving so we can formulate where we're going with some of these teams for real. Ottawa got off to a blistering start. They were playing very good hockey, but. <laughs> and we know what happens after but. Where have they been then? They've been talked about everything but what goes on on the ice. And then there's a, who's the other player that's playing around the league that went, did he go to Detroit? Dorian let another guy go through that's having a breakthrough where he's a good Oh, to bring it. Yes, okay. Well, he ne- it sounded like he never wanted to be in Ottawa, but. Bottom line is you still got to know what, what do they get for him. I don't think they got value for him now. No, they traded way more than they got for him. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. So this guy's legacy, man, you know what he's going to do? He's going to get a tow motor license and work in uh, Tobacco. We need a lot of people <laughs> driving around, warehouses and stuff like that. I think this is one of the scummiest stories I've ever heard. And, and me personally, like, it's like, I mean, there's other things that go off the court and gambling issues and uh, domestic issues and all that other stuff. But what really gets me about this whole issue is the level it is on a corporate level, like a corporate level billion dollar NHL operation. And something like this slides through so that we get to talk about it. This is insane. Guy, crazy. Uh, it's ridiculous. One of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. In Ottawa, you know what? I don't know what it's going to do for the team. Does it galvanize them or do they just? Go down a manhole. Well, I, I the interesting angle here too is what about DJ Smith? Because the guy that hired him is gone now. His oh, protection's gone. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's but, feeling you know, a little warmth under his uh, rear end, if you know. Well, what I mean. Well, you know what they say: a new broom sweeps clean, and when Mister Andler and how do you say his and name? And Lauer. gets in. These people were already there. Yeah. So since well, Steve Steos, who like, he's the he's the GM now or acting GM or whatever, right? But he was so. his consultant too. I heard through the whole time of this operation, 
the owner was dealing with him to yeah. find out more what was going on. So he's probably the most trusted employee that he has. Because I'm telling you what, I'm thinking everybody to the Zamboni driver is going to be out of this organization in the next year. I this believe is, it. This is going to be a drop back for Ottawa. They yeah, because Steos was his guy from uh, the junior team. Exactly, had, right? exactly, so. yeah. So he, was he, it he, Hamilton, the Bulldogs, I believe I it believe, was? I believe, yeah, yeah. But in, in any event, you know what I'm saying. This is his guy, like, it's like when you know you're going to buy something and you're really, really interested in it, but you need the expert guy beside you to, to hold your hand. This is his hold your hand guy. Sure. So he't not going anywhere, but you don't you think that coach is lasting by the end of the year he's gone. I think Ottawa seasons out the window unless it they depends on the record. Yeah if they, um, maybe they, they can turn around. I mean, I'm not gonna say that like okay, like all they the have good some things talent, that but they're, they're not like world beaters no, but I mean team, they so. were they were considered a, an outside shot at making the playoffs this year. I never really bought into that. I think it's going to be... A, I didn't I buy mean, into the Habs either, but that's another story. We'll get to that <laughs> we'll get in a minute. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. Well, okay, I've, I've been proving right about the Senators, it looks like. Okay, we're not right. saying... Okay, that too. And, and, and you know what I mean? Which moves us on to Ottawa, since we're into Ontario. I want to ask something. You know what I mean? I know some people that work down at Scotiabank Arena, and I hear it's got really, really good ice. Like some of the best in the league. That's what I'm hearing. So what did they do? Did they put sand on the ice before the game against the Kings the other night? Because what were those guys skating in? Maybe like the Leafs forgot to sharpen their skates or something. No, no, no. You know what it is? I'm going to hear this again, and I hate this about every sport. Oh, they went on a five-game road trip. They came back. It took a day to get adjusted. Even though you look at the data, that's not true at all. Thank you very much. So when well, you get score it, one for analytics. Thank you. So when I hear this, I go, okay, so all the boys get home. They had to satisfy all their girlfriends and their wives, and they had no legs for the game. Is that what I give them? Is that, what I, is that a polite way I say this? One? Come on, bro, it's your team. It was your team. They hung the kid out to dry, and he's not even going to get the start tonight because those guys didn't skate on well, Thursday. I also, well, I also think – I, well, the wall Samsonoff thing. I also think they want to put Samsonoff in a position to succeed. Why? The contract. He's a, this is last year, isn't it? Uh, but I believe he's still under team control for another year. Yeah, he is a team option for the third. I do believe. So if he plays great, they keep him. If he well, doesn't, the NHL doesn't do options, but there's something weird about his contract. Oh, never mind. He will be a UFA. Thank you. I, I was pretty sure about that. So I mean, you pay a guy three and a half. I mean, you don't want to just throw him away Check right the away. tape and see what Cruz said about Samsonov. Check the tape, people. I get that. It's a Thank long season, very, though. It is a long, and you should have a tandem. I agree. A yes. tandem is far more successful than running a guy into the ground. I will say that. But listen, when you got a young goalie like this who has played a lot, and I was saying this last year in the playoffs, I was a big fan of Wall going into the season, as we well know. We know okay? that. Okay, so now that this guy has surfaced faster than I realized, and his side-to-side -side is great, eh? Like, And he's a big boy. Yeah. He's not a little guy, and he goes side-to-side. -side. He's he like six foot three, I believe. Oh, yeah, but his, his lateral movement is excellent, yeah. okay? So we have a game where they come back to town after having a relatively successful um Road trip. You got points on the road. Oh, you yep. did very well. You, and they're on their longest road trip of the year. So, Well, that's great because they won't have this excuse again for the rest of the year. Okay, <laughs> now, but I'll look at Oh, it. just you wait. Uh, I'll find some. In any event, who played? I'm just saying just you wait for the excuses later on. Um, Who played goal on Saturday night against Nashville? Uh, that would be your friend and mine, Ilya Samsonov. Okay, so there you go. So why didn't you take the other win and let him come back? I don't know. You know what? I keep hearing, oh, it's a scheduling thing. Oh, it's this, or it's doing that. And I'm going to talk about what Montreal is doing with their goaltenders. It's making me nervous, too. But that's another story. If a guy's on a little bit of a roll, I think that he deserved to play tonight. 
against Boston, and they could have waited one more, just not to tell the kid. He didn't have a bad outing. No. Don't get me wrong. He didn't have a bad outing. Uh, Giordano scored one. Um, who else scored one? Because two went off, guys. They were flipped. Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? He had no chance of those Oh, the goals. Giordano one was brutal. Oh, did you see Giordano? That's when you know you got a veteran. He just looked right back. He, like, he went right to the kid. Yeah. I love that about him. He went right to the kid immediately. I'm rewinding, you know, in the PVR. What did he do? Then they showed he went right to the kid immediately. That's a sign of a good veteran, by the way. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, I sold you out kind of deal, right? But that's not what we're going to talk about selling out. I'm thinking that the Leafs better tell the truth about their goaltending tune because the other thing they've got to worry about is this. Their defense is really not that good. And they're already down a man. That's part of the oh, problem, too. Yeah. Oh, McCabe? Yeah. And McCabe was playing terrible. Again, he's playing like in the playoffs. Like he's saying, better than the next guy up. Uh, what are they doing? Are they bringing a guy up from uh, the Marlins? Well, they called up uh, Legison. He was in uh, against L.A. I believe he, he didn't look been, bad. I believe he might have been in that game in Nashville, too. Yeah, uh, he was. He didn't look bad. It's okay. I'm just saying that, um, and I really like this guy, because last year we had this discussion. I won't bring it up again, but Lilligren, I don't know. Like, I try to defend the guy, but it depends what shift he's on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, he looks good, and then, he, then he, he gets out of position. You know what I mean? Like a couple times you see him, he's looking like God. Look at him carry the puck. Look at him move, and all of a sudden the goal look looks in the net. He's made the wrong pass or gone in the end zone. Like you know, coming out yeah. of the zone. Yeah. He's made some blunders. So and Brody, your boys played okay. Oh sure. I'll give sure. Brody. I'll give him his his props considering what he's doing. And Riley's playing relatively, maybe not his money worth, but you know what I mean. And after that, I oh, just I think, think Riley's double. been fantastic. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Off- offensively, even as in his own end, I'll take him. So the word around the campfire is now, is, uh, is there a problem with finding a winger for um, Marner and uh, Matthews? And they're talking about Nylander's great year, which I think they should. But I know in five games now from now, when Matthews scores four more goals and continues to be one of the best players on the planet, Willie Nylander will become Robin once again. Agreed? Sure. But like, I, I have your answer for who's going to be on that Matthews-Marner line. He's already on the roster. Who's that? Matthew Nyes. Oh, he's coming, don't you think? Because they're, they're, they're wasting him there a bit. Yeah, he's been kind of, uh, I don't know what, what word you want to use, kind of just sitting there on that third line stewing. Well, you know the, what it is? I don't, and they don't put Domi out there consistently. Like like him and Nyes when playing together, they've had their moments. Sure. But that's another thing with Keith always doing in the middle of the game. He thinks he becomes a mad scientist and starts switching the lines. Wouldn't you want to do that a few more games into so guys can get comfortable playing? Like, all of a sudden, uh, Domi was out there the other night with um, Camp and who else? In the middle of nowhere. And I, well, went, I mean, that's been the third line for the last few games. Camp, Nyes, and uh, Domi. Well, who's the fourth been... line guy? Uh, well, they have Pontius Holmberg with uh, McGregor and Reeves. That's okay. been the fourth line. He's been out there with McGregor sometimes or whatever that He's got is. some speed. He's got great speed, no hands. But then we don't know that. He's too young. I'm just saying this. Well, he's 25. He, you are what you are at that point. Good point. Good skater. Sure. I'll take the skating because, you know, the forechecking will win you, and that's what L.A. did the other night. Once they got that lead, what did they do? They, it wasn't look like they were they, they were going for their chances, and I sure. think the Leafs outshot them in the end. But uh, L.A. just said, let's forecheck them. And can I have a, just a big shout-out to this because I tried to bring it up last week about when you have veteran defensemen out there that can anchor it for you. This Drew Doughty guy, I wonder if they've already made his plaque for the Hall of Fame. Oh, <laughs> Like this Hall of Fame, they should already have his banner ready for when they retire it with the Kings, oh, all that. Oh, and take him back to London so he can get a Knights graduation from the London Knights. Guelph. It was a Guelph? He's a Guelph Storm. Okay, Guelph Storm guy. Did you see Doughty the other night? He still looked 25 years old. 
Oh, he's fantastic. Well, he's just a great hockey player. I don't know what he does. Maybe everyone should lose their two front teeth. I don't know. But this guy the other night, what was he on the ice for? 28 minutes. That's or 26 minutes. Typical, typical Drew Doughty night. And never, and never even looked tired. He was no. out there at the end when they were, like, pulling the goalie and stuff. He was out there all over the ice, which is saying Giordano is never in the same conversation with Doughty. But the even fact, though they both have a Norris trophy. They both have a Norris trophy. Agreed. And just saying that Giordano brings that veteran presence to your team with which you need in these days and age. I'm telling you right now, I think that Alcom or whatever his name is on Edmonton is a very prominent defenseman, but he doesn't have that um, chi. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. He doesn't have whatever it is that those veterans bring to the table. He's not the uh, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and he's looking good. Because I'm telling you right now, Edmonton could use one of those guys. Even though I think Edmonton, we should bring them up. They're going to pull their way out of this slide, aren't they? I think they will. I do, too. I really do. And, I, and I've seen their next few games because they had a horrendous start. What did you think of the uh, the Classic? Man, I think it's it, it comes across just worse for Calgary. I think it just cements them as having to rebuild, retool, whatever. They, they got to do something. I heard somewhere in a show already that people are snipping around for their top two defensemen already, and it's 10 games in. You can't do that, can you? I mean, it sounds like they put the negotiations with them on halt. So, I mean, like, what better time than now? Otherwise, you just risk them to get, getting injured. Okay, so what do you do then? You've already caught the season at 10 games? I mean, sometimes it's, it's too early. No, that's the sunken cost fallacy. Ooh. If you know if you know your team's going to be garbage, like get the assets, get those draft picks, get those prospects. So that means that you're going to have to take what are their three best players right now and look at their contracts. What do you do with those three? That's big money for three guys. Let's start with Nazem Kadri. Let's talk with Johnny Herberdo. And who am I missing? The other guy that cries all the time. Other guy that cries. On Calgary. Remember last year when, oh, I didn't know Sutter was so mean to me. Because they can't blame it on the old dog now. No, they cannot. They're all that talk about once we get rid of him, we're going to show you what kind of team you are. Bitches are bitches are bitches. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay? I don't know if it's a bitches are bitches thing. I think it's just more like we Chemistry? lost. They, they lost Goudreau and, Mon, and Kachuk, rather. Two guys that are wow. like. Uh, that hurt them more than we thought it would. I think oh, that's the takeaway here. Monumental pantomime loss. Because they win. don't. Because those guys are both arguably like character the guy, the guy guys, that, oh, they, and they drive lines. Yes, yes. I'm saying Huberto, these other Huberto's a support guy, and he's made that very clear this oh, season. Oh, hasn't he ever? And he's making what eight mil a year? Oh, ten. Ten and a half. Oh my god! For like the next what? One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh no, it's ridiculous. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Oh okay. my god, his contract. And this I is first year. Last year, it kicked in this, this year. year. Okay. Oh so, my god. So let me tell you this. Oh my god. Every time Nylander's agent sits down for a meal, what do you think he's doing? <laughs> exactly. He's going. Look around the league, guys. You paid that guy. You played that guy. Right now, I will argue that Nylander's playing as one of the 10 best forwards in the NHL right this minute. Okay, I'll give you an hour to figure out we don't have that time. Maybe it'll come up next week. You know what? But I mean, like, give nine guys that are playing better. Those kids in Detroit, yes, Jack Hughes, okay. Kyle McCarr is banged up again, eh? Yeah. His size. Remember I told you about his size scared me? Yeah. You know what I mean? His size scared me, and that's what I'm saying. You got in another one of those little scrums and bangs and boom, and the way he went. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, it's unfortunate, but um, you know what I mean? Uh, I want to ask you about uh, the Vancouver Canucks. I think they're for real. 
Oh, I think they're for real. I see they play good hockey, man. What's their goalie's name again? I, I look. Oh, Thatcher that. Demko. He's a he's a bonafide stud. Oh, he's been playing. He, you know what? I because I'm watching the late night. And, oh, by the way, everybody out there, and I should say this to you, I'm convalescing very well. Because people have now found out I did have an unfortunate little thing happen, right. and I was working with a broken sternum, and they were. And I should everybody that shouted out to me, I appreciate it immensely. I don't always get back to you as quick as you can, but as Andrew will tell you, I only hold my chest half the time that I held it the first few shows, so I am getting better. You're so looking you, much better, thank I must you. say. Thank you, thank you. In, in any event, I'm up late now because I'm off work and I'm watching these games. The Quinn Hughes defenseman is another stud on that team, and their Man. first two lines play well. I always question, like, why was anybody questioning this Patterson guy? Remember Elias I, Patterson? Elias, remember their question oh, about I never that? got that. Oh, you know I, what I never mean? understood like, that. Like, would well, he be have his breakout season? Is he going to do that? Well, I see him play. He, he plays both ends of the rink, too. He, he really does. He plays both He's ends. bulked up a little bit, yes, too. Yes, he has. He's got, and he's a great skater. I'm thinking, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to investigate Vancouver a little bit more as going on. But as we look at them, so to speak, Where's Vancouver sitting after 10 games? They're second in their division right Thank now. Thank you very much. If someone had told you that earlier in the year, what would you have said? You're a liar. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I would have said lucky hot start, but uh, I mean, they're not. We're going to get to hot starts in yeah. a minute, but that's just the way I can't wait. But anyways, I really think that Vancouver in their present, uh, I think they need a bit more scoring, like every team, which team sure. doesn't even any, any more scoring because it's a, there's a precipitous fall off when they get to their third or fourth line. However, and it must be a trend in the NHL. Look, talking about the fourth line guy in the Leafs. If you're on the fourth line, man, you better be able to skate. You better be Elvis goddamn Stoiko. You know what I mean? Because I've seen a lot of fourth liners on teams I didn't know that guys just whizzing up and down the wing for their eight minutes. You need that. And I do notice, and I'm going to give your theory right, even though I hate the analytics. How many times the fourth line takes a face off in the offensive zone? More than twice. Oh, yeah. And usually that guy, coincidentally, has a high win rate on the on the faceoffs. Yep. It's weird how that happens. Like I feel like that's always been a thing, though. The fourth fourth line centers kind of being your faceoff expert. On a lot of teams, I've noticed that, especially when they're like doing this. Um, a lot of teams are pulling their goalies early for that thing. There, my they, favorite thing. Uh, see, that's the difference between old and young. I go get back in the net, goalie. Get back in the net. Look at his failed for Toronto the other night, three times in the last games I've seen it they pulled the goalie with, with two and a half minutes left I say the two minute mark I think beyond and all three times Toronto Calgary and I think it was Nashville in the last four nights all I, pulled I, their goalies I, and myself, I would give myself two and a half minutes for every goal I'm down so if I'm down by two I'm pulling my goalie with five minutes left your balls must be as big as a fucking moose. Excuse my language. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gotta old have that, I gotta have the cowboy walk. Okay, I'm saying whatever it is, but you know what? I, I don't know because here's another thing. When we were talking about that trend going on, and we mentioned this earlier in the year, the penalty shot is here to stay. Oh yeah. The penalty shot is here to stay. I'm questioning. What is the percentage increase already? Thirty-five percent. Oh, it's a lot. It's, it's like insane lot. amount. And you know what? I would say. When I hear people bring it up, and your buddy Elliot Freeman is one that's been all over this, um, I would say 80%. Okay, 90%. No, some of them are questionable. I'd say 80% of the takedowns are probably um, penalty kills that they, I mean, penalty shots that they didn't call in the yeah. past that maybe they should have called now. So maybe they're straightening it up. 
and, and getting more level playing field, do you think? Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. But I think Because you'd see that all the time where you're like, oh, that's, that should be a penalty shot, but then it'd just be a regular but, two and a okay. minor. Does this have anything to do with the TikTok world and we need more scoring? Oh, do we ever get God. into the league office and say, let's, let's make it a penalty shot instead? I don't think so. I'm thinking, so, come on, man. Every time in sports something goes on this way, you go back to the league office yeah, and but there's like, a bug in there. Uh, okay, it's like when they find out when baseballs are like flying out of guys' hands, and then Major League Baseball. Okay, so but at least they're, they're. But like, okay. what's your what's your theory based on? Everybody loves the one on one. You see the crowd when there's a penalty shot. Every, especially if you're the home crowd. I don't know. I'm gonna need Did to see some see? proof. At least with baseball, with the juice balls, we had the evidence okay. that like the balls okay. were being like whatever. Did so you tighter. see the game was tied? Vegas is now. Vegas has got, like, they're unbelievable coming out of a Stanley Cup like this and playing like the way they are. But here they are. They're close to their first loss against who this year? Do you know who they almost lost to here? I think they're a team from Quebec. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, they play in La Belle Province. Anyways, they called that penalty shot on Eichel. Was that a penalty shot? That's one of the ones that I would I went, well, you know, like if they had just called that a penalty, I would have agreed. Because sometimes I'm thinking a lot of players are going to say, well, I don't want the penalty shot. I can, got a better chance at two minutes. No, they don't. Nobody shoots a puck in the goddamn penalty, penalty <laughs> no, play. I take the penalty shots. Okay, so they're taking the penalty shot. So the guy's got his one-on-one, and it's Eichel. Did yeah. you hear the crowd in Vegas? Oh, they my. They, the, yeah, but did you see? Because the game was tied. He scores. Yeah. It was like what? And it was less than 10 minutes left in the game. So I'm going, oh, in Vegas, all that money on Vegas. Let's call a penalty shot with less than 10 minutes left with one of the best guys on Vegas. Nah, that doesn't happen. Ah, come on, I'm just I'm dreaming. I had a bad dream. You seen a play. Was that a penalty shot? I thought it was. Oh, that was one of the ones that I'm going 50-50. Some of the other ones I've said, okay, that's a penalty shot. Maybe I was a little... Well, I mean, there's always going to be a human element to calling penalties, though, right? But he was going in to check. He was taking the body. Eichel went down. I thought Eichel, you know what, if that was the NBA, it was like, I mean, Eichel went down pretty easy for a six-foot-four beast. But sometimes you just lose your footing. Stop it. Stop it. The guy went down like a bowling pin. Both. Oh, and the guard went up. But I thought, okay, that's a penalty. I agreed with the penalty. I'm going to take. When I seen penalty shot. At what, that did, point, did you, in the like, game, freeze when, like, the referee pointed to center ice? I jumped into the screen. I was not impressed with this wrong time to be doing it. It was the first period I could have handled it, maybe. Sure. It was the time of the game and where it was and the situation. That's what drove me crazy. Well, Cruz, that could have happened in any situation during the game. Stop it. It was less than 10 minutes left in the game, I believe. So we're over an hour into the show. Uh, I want to know what you think about Montreal's hot start. Can I just say something right now? I'm going to tell you this right now, and I said it before the season. Our defensemen are keeping us in the game. We don't have any superstars. I think Savard's Hold on, hold on, though. You were shitting on a few of the defensemen early on the season. But they're not playing. The guys that I didn't think they were going to okay. play aren't playing anyway. They they banished those guys. But, like, Aberjacky, Gooley, um, Savard has really played his point. Kuchevac. Isn't Savard out again, though? Yeah, he's in another lineup. But he's there for every game. I heard he's on practice and all the, on, on that time. Because he's listed on injured reserve right now. Yeah, he's been he's on the sidelines. I think he's missed, like, five games. Yeah. But anyways, we got a bunch of kids out there. So that's uh, a lot of 23, 21. Thank so you. Their age of their defense, 29, 23, 25, 21, 21, 22, 26, and 33 with Savard. Okay. So you know what? They're playing with no fear. And I think that they got a lot to do with the coaching. And we, it's on some hunger, too. These guys are oh, playing for yeah. jobs. Don't oh, yeah. Forget. Exactly. Because a lot of these guys weren't drafted high either. Now, there's another thing that's going on, too. St. Louis isn't stupid. That line of Monahan, Gallagher, and what's his name? The other old guy. 
Like they're they're our third line basically, mm-hmm. and um, these guys go out there and they play it every game, and they get a little bit of power play games. Like they like sometimes oh, they're, yeah. they're out there against the best line. They're checking him. And is Gallagher over? No, no, no. Gallagher, if he fits in the same position that he is right now, I'm not saying he's worth that money, but to play that two-way role all the time and get us 20 goals, we'll be okay with that. We skate well, we check well. Uh, we've got one of the best penalty kills in the league. The problem with our team right now is who's number one? No more shopping goalie. Primo, I like you. But if Primo's going to play, play, like I'm saying, same with Wall. Let the goalie play. Where do you get the consistency? Like if it's, again, say, it's the same thing with the Leaf. It's a contract issue. With You got the guy at the, at the top. He's kind of clogging the pipes, right? And he's played well. That's Jake Allen's played yeah. some good games. I'm not saying, but Montebaum has played some big games. So I'm saying... And if they want to get Primo in there. Okay, so I'm saying that doesn't work, bro. No, a three-goalie system never, never worked. Work. Okay. But, like, but the problem is, like... When, when, when do we put him in? Well, we put him against no, Jersey. I, I get that, but oh. the problem is, like, if you put him on waivers, Tampa Bay. Oh, but their goalies been playing great. But okay, but they great. could use the number two. Oh, of course they could. <laughs> but that kid's playing great for Tampa Bay. Back to back shutouts, two A. A big boy, another big boy. He, he well, the team in front of him isn't bad either. But. Oh no, better they're better than we expected. Remember, we expected sure. Tampa Bay to have a comeback. They're not coming. They're in every game. But um, I really say this. Um, it's only ten games, but I'm going to wait for Montreal till we get to Thanksgiving Day. And then we'll have a better picture on it because we've only got blown out one game. That was in Minnesota. No, two games really. We got we didn't we had no chance. Jersey bitch slapped us in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Every other game we've been in, and we're five two and two. That record's like a game better than the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we're going to tell me that you thought one point better, easy. It doesn't matter. We're ten games in, and we're one point ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what I looked at the standings. Look on my tablet right here. It says. Montreal, can we go to the Atlantic Vision? Oh, look at that. Montreal is ahead of Toronto on my tablet. Last I checked, the playoffs begin in April. I'm just saying you got to win in October to get to April. Sure, but like you can't play yourself into the playoffs in October, but you can Don't certainly. lose games. Sure. Now, here's what's going to piss me off. We better show up in Arizona in the kids rink tonight. We got Arizona. The way the that we've been playing, rank. we better, we better, like, like we don't come out with at least a point. Because I was worried about Vegas. When we stole a point, it was great. We had a chance. And you see in the shootout, we hit the goalpost, too. Oh, it was killer. But then again, that's Vegas. 9-0, Stanley Cup champions. Can I allude to the fact that these guys are Stanley Cup champions that are taking no step back? Sure. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it's it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? I, I, I honestly can't believe that Vegas is this hot out of the game. Oh, 9-0. Or 9-0-1 nine, oh, nine, oh, now. One. Okay, thank you to my beloved Montreal Canadiens. We'll, we'll stop. Because you know what the house that happens? I haven't said in a while. We keep tabs on the Habs. You like my shirt? I do. Thank no, you I, that's good. a lie. I don't. Uh, okay. Uh, I, <laughs> one thing that kind of gives me a reason to pause about the Habs, though, is... Can't score. Yes. And like, and they kind of... You're going to hate this comparison, but they kind of remind me of the early 2010s Toronto Maple Leafs in a way. You know what? I'm not going to take that as a negative because that's what we look like. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> don't forget those it. Leaf teams. They'd have some hot starts, but... Yeah, and play their asses off. But come Christmas time, bye, bye, bye. well, that's what I'm scared about because the last three seasons we've had, except for the year that we went to the finals, the two previous ones, our uh, after Thanksgiving to New Year record is the worst in hockey. Oh, something like that. We're really? The wor- oh, it's bad. You know, it is so bad. It's unbelievable. So let's get through the hump. I'm going to say one thing about Montreal. Please give Slavlowski a chance. 
He looked good with Kirby Doc. One of the things that screwed us up in the end is because he is too long. not been a factor this he, year. None at all. He, he's. Uh, I think they should let him penalty kill more. Really, so get out there. That's my uh, opinion. But that's, that, that's kind of putting the cart before the horse, though, don't you think? I don't know. He needs something to break out because those first couple of games he was playing with Kirby Doc and it was looking great. I would maybe try and give him some more power play time. That seems oh, a little yeah. bit more safe. Okay, penalty kill that seems that that can wait bite you in the ass way too much. I think probably. Great skater, though. The kid can skate. I he don't can. know what it is. He's had chances. He's made great passes. He's been okay, but the stats say he's not. They wouldn't keep him in the lineup if it wasn't. My thing about Montreal no. is is that here's what you got to talk about that teams that make a, a playoffs. You got to have a plus goal differential. What are we sitting at? At 5 2 and 2, I think we're a minus goal differential. And that's what makes me nervous. And that's why I say we got to score more. Yeah, that's what scared me. There, we're on yeah, minus. minus two. You're right. Yeah. See, that's the part that you know me. I'm not an analytic guy. No, but, but I'm a plus, plus minus one. goals. That's yeah. I that. say I say plus minus is a team stat. So well, in any event, I mean we're getting away with minus two because we we've been in a lot of close games, but when we've lost, like we lost five two to Jersey and six two to Minnesota and all the other games we've lost one five four, lost three two, went into overtime. So right now it's not something that I'm going to. It's something I'm concerned about. Sure. We, I hope we can improve upon it, okay? Um, uh, one more, one, can I say something about hockey there? Because we're going to go through the most of the team. We could be talking about how Calgary, bad Calgary is. But before I get, forget, I don't care how good of a hockey player you are. What McElvoy did the other night, four games is a gimme, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, like, we got to do, like, what was that guy thinking, which is benefiting you guys, because he's not going to be in <laughs> skates tonight. So good. I believe him a, and... Uh... Lindholm, I think, are They're both, both going to be out. So you guys you have no excuse. Big opportunity. Huge. So those guys Big are 25-minute-a-night players. Yeah. Okay? But my thing is, um, what's his buddy got one, too? There's a Minnesota, the Dallas guy got one for four games for whatever they did that little swing, too. Well, there's the Calgary defenseman, too. He got four games. He got four yeah. games, too. But this is the worst of them all, I thought. The other guys went into the guy. He just went by the guy and whacked him in the head. No excuse. None. And this guy's supposed to be, like, maybe a Norris Trophy guy? He's in the conversation every season. Okay, there you go. So, I mean, you're playing 25 Not, not for the Lady Bing, obviously, after no, that. No, no, <laughs> no. But I agree with that. And you know what they should do the next time? And I hope it's not a hab. Give him six. If you're going to talk about player safety and you're going to be serious uh, about Player it. safety in the NHL is such a joke. Let's not beat Well, you remember horse. this. Remember this. Five years ago, it would have been two games. Sure. Okay, so at least we're getting the four. But games. there's no consistency. With exactly. It. That's the problem. So we've got three now in games, now three guys. He's the third guy that's got four games for that type of hit. His was the worst because the other guys knew kind of was knew it was coming. This he just freaking laced the guy for no yeah. reason whatsoever. Got, could have cost the guy's livelihood, whatever the case may be. Four games, I'm going to start saying, let's go to five. The house that happens is now voting for if you do something that stupid again, five games, bro. Uh, a couple more things for hockey. First of all, San Jose Sharks, do they ever win a game this season? Oh, my God. Should I read you their goal differential? I think it's minus 20-something. Minus 26 yes, in nine I know games. Yes, I know, because I checked so to see who's the So they're being an average of three goals yeah, a game. game. I, was, I was checking because I was looking around the league to say who else is a minus. I looked at San Jose and said, now, they're a team that says a wholesale sale, but they got a new arena coming, right? I believe so. Okay, so I think what they're doing is they're trying to pile it up so they have a new team to go the into new the arena. arena. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm hearing, but yeah. I mean, we knew they were going to be bad this year. I, I never thought. They, they're the opposite spectrum of Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we thought Vegas wouldn't be that good. We didn't think San Jose would be that bad. 
No, I thought San Jose would. I, I knew San Jose would be this bad. Who they have left? Nobody. Nobody. They have like uh, Vlasic on like a horrible contract. I think like Couture oh. and Hurdle are like the only like. Hurdle they'll all be gone at the trade deadline. I don't know. They all have no no move clause. That's the problem. Uh, but also, I think a big story here is how bad the Pittsburgh Penguins have been out of the gate. Three and six to start the year. Minus their uh, goal differential is only a minus three. But I mean, those losses speak volumes, don't they? Because they don't know what they're doing on the back end with Carlson and um, what's his name. Tang, yeah, which is funny because, like, look back to San Jose. Carlson Burns, that was a disaster. This is disaster part two, maybe. Uh, you're uh, speaking my language here. I'm mean, because I seen the first couple three games, and I'm going, I was pumping their tires a bit. They were looking yep. pretty good to me, but their their defensive zone coverage, like, how many bad goals have you seen Pittsburgh give up this year? A lot. In in critical situations, I seen Crosby the other night chew a stick off because I forget who the defenseman was. Did one of those cross ice passes up the middle. And I think it was even Latang. They yeah. broke in in two on one. The game was tied, scored, empty net goal. Pittsburgh go home. You lose. That's a ten million dollar defenseman that made yep. that play. Come on. I don't know with their age and their thing. I thought this was the last dance, but oh yeah, they're already be that five points out of the playoffs. Way to go. We still only got ten games. Yeah, but okay. So Elliot Friedman had a stat at November first. If you're four points out of the playoffs, only one team has come back from that. Really. And it was one St. of St. Louis? No, it, believe it or not, it was one of the um, uh, Daryl Sutter Calgary teams from the mid-2000s. Really? Yep, only one. Wow, that's a crazy-ass stat. That is a crazy... I mean, you know what I mean? Them and Calgary are... Like, Calgary's another huge disappointment. They're done. I, I can't see what's going on there. They got a front office thing, and uh, I think that the your general manager slipped out the back door just in time because oh. that's his team. I think that was a mutual parting there. He well, probably saw the writing on the wall. But why did you guys hire him? Didn't you look at his track? Didn't you check his resume? He had some good moves. Yeah, I, well, the, we all know the, what's going on in Calgary. It was the owner that's uh, meddling, though, right? I agree. And not only that, that's that uh, the owner should have given gave the wrong people money. Yeah. That's my opinion on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anything else around the NHL that I find interesting um, uh, is... Uh, what was the other thing I want to say? Oh, the people that are keeping the league on fire right now that are under 25 years old uh make it quick because we're already running long here in any event i hope that Connor bedard is one of the guys that can stay back up because he's flailing away on a shitty team all right so we'll take it from a rookie that's uh well he's not really struggling too much but his team is but uh to a rookie that's just been just flying out of the gates victor wambanyama is he the real deal is he the real deal so I want to talk about Victor. I saw an interview with him. He was asked what his favorite movie was. And to my surprise and my enjoyment, he said Star Wars. You're kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, he said, so, and the first thing he said about it, made, like he just says, oh, by the way, the last three didn't count. I love to be oh, more after that. Oh, that that's, that's Fuck those Disney game. Star Wars movies. They yeah, can burn in hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dig them underground. Send them with, you know, like everything else there. Oh, Victor, I love you so much. Is that a hate on? I've heard that. And I'm not a big, you know me, I'm not a big guy. I like the Star Wars early ones, but I've heard that so many times. And they want to throw uh, the other one on top of it. What's the, the Luke movie? The Luke Skywalker movie? They want to throw that in there too. Luke Sky- no, not Luke Skywalker. Um, 
Han Solo. Oh, that movie was awful. That's what they said. Oh they, I've, heard, I've read that thing where they go, the last three Star Wars, and if you want to, throw the Solo one on top of <laughs> yeah. it, too. That's what I hear. You know, and I'm not a big fan. But that's cool the kid did that because he grew up in France. Yep. And, you know, that I mean, that just lets you know that Star Wars is international, well, so to speak. I, we, right? we knew that. We yeah. knew that. But, but it's, uh, it's great. A kid is his age to say that. But the big thing about Wimbanyana, I'm going to give you this observation about him. Go to McDonald's more. I think it was absolutely hilarious that he came to the game as Slender Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good, you know, like he's he's listening to the press, but he's getting great guidance. And I heard that the old vets from San Antonio are coming in to help him too. Talking nutrition, games. Like he had an interview last night, a couple nights ago, but they stole a game from the Phoenix Suns that I can't imagine because the culprit of the theft was the legendary Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. First of all, it was one of those games where it was the tortoise in the hare. I think uh, Phoenix was already making reservations at the strip joint or restaurant because at one point they were up at 20 points. They were sailing away. But I got to give Greg Popovich credit because that team came at them, just kept coming, kept coming. And then the biggest thing about the NBA is why not? We're winning by 15. Why don't we take a shot, a three-point shot, four seconds into the shot clock? That makes a lot of sense. guys do that if they're losing, don't forget. They do it when they're winning, too. It just drives me nuts about the NBA. I can't stand all these threes. If you can't make them, don't shoot them. I thought Popovich was stepping down, though. Oh no, he's gonna go till he gonna he got cardiac. No, I shouldn't say that. No, he's he gonna say play. He's gonna play until he drops dead. He's still a great coach. But the, the nucleus of that team with some of the draft picks that they made a couple years are turning out well because they weren't not necessarily top ten guys. But we're finding out sometimes the guys that are drafted between ten and twenty sometimes turn out to be as good as the guys that were drafted in the top 10 because... Well, I NBA, think, I find most of the time all the good players are gone in the top 10, though. you might There might be a Kawhi situation where a guy, he slips to like 15 or something. Two but. of the guys on, in, uh, on San Antonio that are starting were drafted between 10 and 20. That's why I'm saying that. I noticed that. Okay. But, uh, uh, but I'd say top five I'll give you. But a lot of these other guys, like Marcus Fultz, went first overall. What's he doing for you? Oh, I, I, this they, is goes back graveyard. to my thing. Like, you can't... It's uh, not a guarantee. No, no, I, I agree with that. It's not a guarantee. That, that's what I'm saying. So I'm just saying most of the time, by the time you're out of the top 10, like, all the studs are gone. Well, that's what they're saying. Sometimes you may find it with somebody else. Like, I'm even saying, like, the kid, uh, Scoop Henderson in Portland, he's a rookie too, but he's having his moments because what they're doing is he's the only guy, so they're bum-rushing him yeah. a lot. Yeah, so he's, he's got a, no supporting cast. Yeah, and he's having trouble. But they came in and beat the Raptors, but we'll get the Raptors in a second. Yeah. The thing about Wimbignano is that he's going to have to learn is that this is a weird thing about the NBA, and it's been like this forever, and this is why I was shocked. Have you seen the play? If you haven't seen it, Kevin Durant got the ball stolen out of his hands, and the guy put it in with one second left to win by one point. The problem was the guy freaking practically raped Durant. Durant's at the press conference. Oh, with my two, God, that's a little strong. Did you see his face? <laughs> it two gouges in the face. The guy grabbed him, elbow up. The other guy pulled him on the side, and then the ball went out of Durant's hand. Durant was waiting for the foul call. Sure. And, they, and it never came. And I thought, wow, you know, Durant's been in the league more than 15 minutes. These kids are running around. So here's what I predict. They play again tonight where they're doing that NBA thing where you stay in the city for two nights and play two games. Yeah. yeah. I'm expecting Phoenix to put a beating on them so badly, even though I expect oh, yeah. Booker and Beal didn't play, which is a huge thing. We don't have those. Is, uh, is Booker still out? I know he had a toe I think thing. he's coming back yeah. tonight. The word he's coming. And Beal hasn't played yet. Which gets us to Wembenyana. You are a revelation. You are a gentleman. He was brought up well. Have you heard him talk to the cameras and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. 
He's well-spoken. Well-spoken, carries himself well. I can't wait till he gets a few more pounds on from McDonald's, which is a great story in the NBA, which brings you to the other story that we're going to have to bring up, and you know what that is, correct? Are we talking about our buddy with the beard? This guy has gotten away with more than anyone has gotten away with in professional sports, and that's Mr. James Harden. Now, I saw a funny thing online. I think you would enjoy it. Let me see if I can find it here. This guy's gotten away with too much. He hasn't got all his money, though, but I don't think he deserves that money. <laughs> like he's left, I, I heard he's left $50 million on the table. So this is it. Two of the happiest days of an NBA's fan's life are when their team trades for James Harden and when their the team, team trades away James Harden. Well, it's going to be an interesting dichotomy because when you look at the out west right now, um, Denver's definitely going to be Denver. But um, look at last night, the, uh, the Lakers... Clippers game went to overtime. Yes, it did. And it was a very, very good game. All the stars showed up. Everybody showed up. They played well. Kawhi Leonard, everybody. Well, you call him Mr. Load Management or whatever you want to call him. He's still one of the best two-way players in the NBA, bar none. I believe it was... He played back-to-back nights, and he combined for 75 minutes. Which 75, is, when was the last time you could say that about him? I don't know. Jesus was a baby, I believe. But the guy looked great last night, and him and Paul George. Westbrook is good. The the other pieces, like the Grayson Allens, and the, oh no, that, he's, on, um, he's on Phoenix. The uh, other guys, the Clippers, they got a couple other players. I don't know. Gordon's on the other team, too. But in any event... Um, I really think the Clippers are going to make a better run if they can make this mesh. Because Paul George is still a superstar. He was great. Him and Kawhi and and LeBron. LeBron James last night. Again, proving why he definitely has some GOAT conversation, whether you're Michael Jordan or not. I mean, come on, the guy, nobody's played at this level at that age. You know, not no, even Mike. Sure. Not even Mike. Mike not played Mike, good, but not, not Mike. Kareem. Not Kareem. Nobody. He's playing at next level. He's got the Lakers up to three and two. I, just, I think that the Lakers still have a bit of a rotation problem. How the guys come at the right yeah. time. Whereas I think that the Clippers are going to have that more defined. Because the interesting thing is... <sighs> My problem with the Clippers, though, is especially with Harden now, don't you think it could be a case of too many cooks in the kitchen? I was just going to bring it up. you got two ball-dominant do- guards. So what does it do? Does Harden... And go- Paul George and Kawhi. Oh, yeah, but Kawhi's always can play off the ball. Kawhi, could, even in Toronto, he brought up the ball and he played sure, off the ball. Sure, but just another kind of like... I think to add to the equation, right? Well, Harden led the league in assists last year. Remember that. People forget that, all the bad things they say about him. He led the league in assists. So I'm just saying if someone can, like, I think it would be him more to play off the ball a bit and get your open look. Because Harden's going to, I think his scoring is going to go up because he's going to find himself with more open looks. Because it's going to be it a dogfight. It should work fight. out that way. But then again, a lot of things should work out. Because you got four teams there that are going to be dogfighting. And that's the Clippers, the Suns, the Lakers, and Denver, and oh, by the way, we didn't even bring up the other team, Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about that's going to be a dogfight out there this year. You know what I mean? But we haven't played too many games to uh, really um, discuss where things are going. I just want to say this. Um, the thing about the NBA, it's sloppier than the NHL to start the season. Oh, for sure. Again, we went to that a, last yes, week. I'm telling yeah. you, you watch it sometimes. Like guys are jacking up threes, like it's last week's newspaper, and it makes me sick. They forget to play defense. The Chicago Bulls, I say it a couple times, and they're getting wise because what they do is they go inside to to uh, Levine and DeRozan after their players only meeting after one game, which is ridiculous. But they played great since then. Maybe they had. Maybe I mean, the, the Raptors issues. puked up that game. Like the last oh, four minutes, they were terrible. Oh, oh, they were terrible. So can we talk about our Toronto Raptors? Yeah, so uh, obviously a big win last night against the Huge. Milwaukee Bucks. 
Huge. Believe it or not, that makes me feel worse about this team. No, it doesn't because what they No, did, no, I'll tell you why. why. Where's the consistency? Well, because we've only played five games, so their rotation is good. So let me just say one thing about the rotation. Grady Dick, you stay in the 10th in the rotation. This guy's supposed to be a Betty Deadeye three-point shooter. He bricked half a dozen last night. That's, that's pretty common for like rookies coming into the league. If though. you're a three-point shooter, you're a three-point shooter. They gave him open looks. Yeah, but in college, the three-point line's closer, right? So there's an adjustment uh, period. I, no, no, no. I can't go with this. And man. you're playing against professionals. That was, all of a sudden, there's like huge guys coming at you. You, you can't okay. tell me that there's not okay. an adjustment period okay. there. Full disclosure. I am a replay nerd. <laughs> we know that. Drives my wife crazy. I'm a replay nerd. What did that guy do? Rewind. Oh, we get mad at my mom when she does that. Oh, your mom does it too? Yeah. Love your mom. Hey, Mrs. Milani, we should watch a game together. We get it. You guys guys can watch it in slow-mo together. Yes, I keep rewinding it too. What did that guy do? This dick guy has had some of the most open looks I've seen in the NBA this year. If he made 50% of them, I'm happy. He bricks shots. I think it's nerves. So I'll give him a few more games because yeah. the sample size isn't good. I'm just going to say this. Scotty Barnes is now playing the best basketball I've ever seen him on the team. He's becoming a leader. Anobi has played as good as it's going to get except for Anobi. Don't take the threes all the time. When you're hot, shoot him. But he shot us out of the game the other night when yeah, we lost. Yeah, he takes he a little too much sometimes. He took a little bit too much. What we got to figure out to do with our big men, Boucher, uh, Precious, and um, uh, the big white guy, Podol. Podol. Pertle. Pertle. These guys, how we get them in rotation, we go in and out because sometimes we go into them and then we don't and we start chucking up the threes and we look terrible because what you have to understand about the Raptors is right now is we did not compromise our defense. No. Our defense is as solid as anyone I've seen all year. We don't make shots or we have bad selections. Or like every other team is, when you're getting close, you're trying to make a comeback. Why do you have to jack up a shot? 24 seconds shot clock, right? You're shooting yes. by 19, 20 <laughs> seconds. You got 19, 20 seconds left, and you're firing a ball away. I don't get it. Yeah, it's not some college game where you're playing against like Appalachian State exactly. or something. Exactly. And then what they do is when the game gets close and they need the shot at the end, they pass the ball around, and the clock runs out. What's your take on Gary Trent Jr. so far? Uh, I like that he's starting on the bench. He's coming off, and he's giving us some shots. He's got to play a little bit better defense. But uh, no, that's not. I don't know if we'll ever see that. But. Okay, so then he's a trade deadline casualty if the team goes the way it is. But I'm going to tell you this. I still say that the over-under and 36 wins in the Toronto Raptors, I say it'll be over. My this worry about this team is, like, I'm worried we're going to be the Calgary Flames oh, of the NBA. Don't like, there's say no, that. I don't know. Maybe Scotty's don't the guy. Don't say that. Maybe Scotty's the guy. I hope he is. He's playing but great. I'm, I'm worried we're going to be in that situation where we're not good enough to make the play in, but we're also not bad enough to keep our first-round pick. Because don't forget, we traded our first-round yeah. pick to San Antonio for Jakob Pertl. Yeah. And we only get it back if we're bottom six. Exactly. So if we're not bottom six, we're going to be, like, Praying like fingers crossed, like during the lottery. Okay, we're gonna like, figure this on, out man. because that's not a way to live. No, no, no. And I agree. It's horrible way. I it's horrible. That, uh, we're gonna get tighter, but what we should talk about because we don't have a lot of time about this is that what we're gonna have this year for the first time. And you see those really cool commercials for the in-season basketball tournament. Oh yeah. What do you think about this? I stand by my take before. Everyone's shitting on it now, but. Once your team is going deep, you're going to be all over it. Okay, and they end in Vegas and all. And I do I understand this. Every one of these games costs for the whole season, by the way. They cost for the whole season. It's not just because it's an in-season tournament. Yeah. It all goes towards the regular season. What's going on is that I'm just like how they broke it down. 
into the four brackets. Yeah. How they decided that, and then if you lose one game or you lose another, like you know what I mean? Where, where is it going to go? It's going to be interesting because it's going to be round robin. And of course, when that game, when the championship game ends up in Vegas, it's going to be hyped to the nines. Oh, it's a final four is in Vegas. It's I final believe. four is in yeah. Vegas, and everyone gets a little break. Which the NBA players are liking because they say get them a little early break in the season. Sure. I guess I don't know because the games have been fast and 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 and, and uh, a lot of games so far. Like sure. the guys have played five, six games already. And we're going Raptors to are actually playing right now against the Sixers, so that should be interesting. We're not going to spend a lot of time on basketball because it's too soon, too early. Big shout out to LeBron for proving that he could be the goat. Um, and you're not even a LeBron guy, and you're. I don't mind LeBron, but I'm just going to say right now the only teams that have pressed me so far, and I hate to say it, are the Boston Celtics. 4-0. hate to see that. This Porzingos has fit in really, really well. Denver lost one game because they took the night off. Who else is 4-0? Tell me. Nobody. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's that? another team that's 4-0. What other teams 4-0? Who am I missing? Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Luka Doncic. They shouldn't be 4-0. They got, a, they got some Luka calls at the end of the game, and they played shit teams. <laughs> the, the, the jury's still out on them. That guy is going to be my bitch of the year again, no doubt. But Dallas has looked good. They're, 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 um, they signed the right depth players, so to speak, right? Yeah, because that's what really hurt them down the stretch last exactly. year after the Kyrie they, trade, they right? Something. So anyways, we will just keep this until well into the in-season tournament because uh, what we should be doing, and we're saving this towards the end because it's the most valuable things we do talk about, but we do have to congratulate the Texas Rangers for the first time in their history winning the World Series in a playoff that I thought was above average at best for most of the playoff years I've seen, except for the last three games of the World Series. And guess what? Arizona had to go to a bullpen game, and guess what happened? And Nothing good happens after but. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm just going to blow my own horn and say, if you don't have starting pitching, you don't win at all. And look what... Um, Texas had going down the run. They had Evaldi and Montgomery at the front of their staff who pitched great. Yep. They were amazing. But here's another little thing that people forgot during the season. Texas was in first place in their division longer than any team in baseball. It's like 100 days or something. Yeah, not long. I think Atlanta was the only one because Atlanta jumped in. and Yeah, and took <laughs> they, a, they own that division but, since like, what, mid-April. But whatever. So I think the only team that was in first place longer was Texas. They had a little fall down at the game. So obviously yeah. we shouldn't be too surprised because the nucleus was there. No, I, I mean, in what, like August, I would have said Texas would have been my favorite to win the World Series. Yeah, yes, at the time. That, the, that fall down was a little bit scary. I kind of... I Huge! Guess, I, I uh, fed in too much uh, to that, obviously. But uh, even the last weekend when they blew it, when they could have won the division. Yep. And they, they were still, still right the, there. And they and they blew a game then. They had to be in the wild card. But the real record is how do you win 11 games in a row on the road? This is unheard Insane. of. And, they, and, and this is since I don't know, Babe Ruth days or something nuts when they never played that many of the playoffs. But they won 11 <laughs> games. There's only know. the World Series. That was exactly. the playoffs back then. But, but um, think about this they won 11 games in a row on the road. Insane. That's just an unbelievable stat. Um, uh, I wanted to say, Mom, I took you to a game against the Texas Rangers. I took you to a game against the World Series winners. Don't say, don't say I didn't. I never do anything for you. There you go, Mom. You got to a good game. I'm it just, was the game that uh, Max Scherzer got injured too, of all oh, things. Damn, and he was right. dealing that day. Yes, he didn't. He look, you dealing. know what? They played him better in the second time round. He got in his nine outs and got him out. 
which I don't like. But then they had. I rest- mean, when you well, when you have a guy that's not a hundred percent, I mean, that might be the way to manage, you know, load load management. Let's well, just say okay, but then the, the smart thing is they had Montgomery before that, and he went seven, yep. so the bullpen was, rested. was nice and rested. Yes, and the thing was with um, I thought Arizona done. It came back to bite their asses. I think they ran people out of the bullpen a little bit too quickly, and they were relying yeah. on Galen and Kelly. Even earlier in the playoffs, they were doing that. Too, yes, I thought. I thought it was. They, yeah, they were pulling they, their starters a little, a little early. Yeah, but look at look at uh, Galen last night. He went six shut up, six no hit. They didn't get a hit off the guy to the mm-hmm. sixth inning. So when they had their front line guys, I really felt bad for um, Corbin, who had a great. Uh, like the Corbin Carroll. Yeah, Corbin Carroll, his great showing in the World Series. He's going to be a guy for seasons to come. He reminds me a bit of a young Altuve, even though it plays in the outfield, the way he plays the game. But to have that air, when the ball skipped by him, yeah, they're calling it the Bill Buckner move. Not even close. But the no, fact no. was, there's only one nothing at the time and went up to 3 nothing. And a big shout-out to our ex-Blue Jay, Which Marcus one? Simeon. It's the home run to get it. No, we're not going to take any time to bring up Marino and Guriel at all. We're going to do that in the spring because we just wanted to know by then that how many baseball pundits are going to call it the worst trade in baseball. Don't disagree. Uh, Corey Seager, World Series MVP. Will he also win the American League MVP? That's going to be interesting. The, his status, he's the only, there's only been four guys that have won two World Series MVP. Oh. Uh, I'm wondering who's won the regular season MVP and World Series MVP in the same year. That's got to be a very short list. I don't know. Maybe Reggie Jackson in those 70s, I meant. But there's only been four guys. Oh, that that's, have, yeah, probably. Bob Gibson is one. Reggie Jackson is one. Seeger is one. I can't remember who the fourth person is that won two World Series MVP, but I think it might even be before I was born, so that doesn't really count at the house that happens because we're not ghosts. Is it four people? I think it's only four. Uh, I'm on the page for World Series MVP winners, and it's not giving that information. So we'll have to do a House That Happens deep dive later on. We will, but I think it's uh, Bob Gibson was one. If I may say that's how long I've been watching baseball. Bob Gibson was my first favorite baseball player of all time. Big shout-out to to, uh, Gurriel and Marino, though, and a big shout-out to the Arizona Cardinals, who two years ago had the worst record. Arizona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks had the worst record in baseball. Great turnaround. You know what I mean? And we're the Toronto Blue Jays. We're in the big smoke. What are we going to be doing in two years? Big smoke come out of their ass. How about that? Okay, when Vladdy's leaving town. Any event, big shout-out to the Texas Rangers. I thought the baseball playoffs were really, really good this year, except for the last couple games. But even last night's game was great. It had all the drama you needed. It just broke out the seventh inning, and it was game over. And that happens a lot of times. Unfortunately, no one was watching. Game one had record low ratings. Unfortunately, this gets, this gets when I heard this, and this was caught me off guard. Some of the baseball playoffs were really good. Now I heard that the NL and ALCS numbers weren't bad. What happens is, what markets did we go to? That's the big problem. I thought the Texas market would have been bigger, but I heard everybody in Houston shut off their television. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. there you go. You go like that. And Arizona is belongs to the Phoenix Suns. I mean, Arizona is not a great sports market fifth, to begin with. Fifth largest market. Fifth largest. Uh, yeah, but no one's talking market. about Arizona as like having like these diehard sports fans. No, no, right? no. It's like Miami. They're the top seven, but nobody has a top thing there anyway. So I hope. Well, it Miami Dolphins, but hurricanes are bigger. If you no, want to well, that's college. <laughs> well, we can get into that later. But. That's Florida. But in any event, huge shout out to the Texas Rangers for winning the World Series after falling down after being in the first place for 100 games. Arizona for your tenacity to get there that shows that every team in Major League Baseball, if you put the right players together in the 
Great combination. You will win. And the defense on both of these teams was outstanding, even though you think it's only 10%. But mostly we should shout out to Mr. Bruce Bochy, who is one of only a few coaches that have managers. won. Managers. that have won four World Series. You know how yes. short that list is? I was wow. shocked. Like, of course, a couple Yankees guys. But, <laughs> I mean, outside of that, I think the number's only like four. Yeah, it's not Joe Torrey, yeah. I think Torrey of the Yankees. And, of course, yeah, he's Casey got... Five, I believe. Whatever, yeah, and Casey yeah. Stengel or Joe McCarthy's a big guy. And even Sparky Anderson, my beloved fave, he only won three. LaRusa only won two. Yep. You know what I mean? So the Bruce Bochy. That's LaRusa's only got two? Yeah, where we're only got maybe three. Oh. Oakland, he only won one. Only, I guess he only got one in St. Louis. One yeah. and one and one in there. Yeah, he's been in the World Series a bag load of times. Oh, so oh yeah, Oakland, yeah, yeah, they yeah, went, yeah, yeah. what, three in a row they three had, Three in a row right? and only won one. Yeah. And then St. Louis went uh, two out of three years and they only won one. Yeah, because so they I, lost the Red Sox yeah. that time, yeah. So I think it's only only go two there. But thank you once again for uh, giving us a great ba- baseball season. Mr. Akins, I don't want to hear about the renovations going on oh, at the let's Sky not get into Dome. That. I want to hear what you're going to do to improve the team. Which gets us to the final thing that we'd like to talk about on this show, which is the monolith. Oh, by the way, we forgot to do this really quick. We got our Saturday night hockey picks. Should we run through them quick? Just wanted to let everybody know that if you're gambling with us, we're just going to do this quick because we're going to do the, the, the NFL ones later. Last week in nine games, Mr. Milani beat me in the selections because we were so good. He got five. I got four. Out of nine. So none, of, nine. none of us were world beaters. But uh, let's get right into. Oh, really this. quick. And we'll give you a chance. Saturday night, we have a slate of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 games in the NHL. 30 of the, the 32 NHL. teams in action. There you go. So now, if I could just find my little implement with which to write on. We're starting with the Preds and the Oilers and Oilers. I'm liking the Oilers. Uh, I like the Oilers there, too, despite the fact that Jack Campbell probably gets the start. He's got to bounce back sometime, right? Eventually. Then we have the Jets and the Coyotes in Arizona. Interesting game. Yeah, I got to well, – uh, give me a second here. I got to see what Arizona's home record was like because last year that is sneaky good home record. And they still do. Like, they're not, they're not horrible by any means. I mean, they only have – Three home, four, four and they've one. had three home games this year, and they've won two of them. So, so they're not bad. But in any event, they're four, four, and one, so they should lose tonight. So you like the Jets or Coyotes? I like the Coyotes. You like the Coyotes? I like Hollabuck and the Jets. I think they're going to get their act together. The Habs and the Blues, you know who I'm taking. We don't even have to go there. Come on. Habs and the Blues are off to a, a very auspicious start. Not bad, not good, because the pack out there is like everyone's three, four, and one, four, three, and one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. At, at home, so you like the Habs or the Blues? I like the Blues. Give me the home team. That's a good thing to be taking at the time. Sabres and Leafs, Saturday night, prime time. Oh, you know who I'm taking? I'm expecting uh, Joseph Wall to be in net for that one. Give me the Leafs all day, baby. I'm giving the Leafs to. I will give you the Leafs there. You got to. We have what I think is the most interesting game because it's a game where one of the teams is already established and another team is trying to. The Bruins in the Wings in Ooh. Detroit. That should be a very interesting one. That's what I thought when I seen the slate. Bruins are on a roll. They say never bet against the streak, and I will not. So give me the Bruins. I wouldn't give Bruins. My dogs picked up feces. Then we got the Lightning and the Sens. I think the Sens are going to be so disorganized. 
Uh, they're going to either get slapped yeah. or not. But I'm liking the Lightning. And their goaltending problem seems to be solved for the moment. Agreed? I agree. I'll Give me Tampa as well. Okay. We got the Blue Jackets and the Caps, which is probably the worst game of the night. <laughs> Don't disagree. Okay. So I'm taking the Caps merely because it's at home. Uh, you know what? I'll take the upset this one. I think uh, Washington's going to be searching for a little bit of answers after losing Backstrom. The roster's kind of in flux. Columbus is a little stronger defensively than we may give them credit for, so give me Columbus. Okay. Another interesting game on the slate on Saturday night, which is coming to a long end of a road trip for the Los Angeles Kings, but they play the Flyers in Philly on Saturday night. I'm starting to believe that the Phillies are a little overrated, so I'm taking yeah. Kings for the upset. I'm taking L.A. too. Philly, after that hot start, is already starting to fall back down to earth. Goaltender's been playing relatively well. I like Carter Hart. This may be the biggest game of the night in this early in the season, and it's the Hurricanes against the Islanders on Long Island. Freddie Anderson expected to start that one, has been undefeated this year for Carolina 4-0-0. However... I, I like Sorokin. I like the Islanders. I like the Islanders, too. We're seeing a lot of things the same here. So That's making me nervous. But. Yes. We got Florida <laughs> at, at the Blackhawks. I can't figure out this Florida team. Uh, you know what? I think they're – but going into Chicago, this should be a win for them. I agree, too. So we're both going to take the Panthers on that. Now, I think the next one we're going to disagree on because it's the Rangers at the Wild. And why do you think we're going to disagree? I'm liking the Wild at home all night. Ooh. I think that the Rangers are due for a loss. And uh, um, I'm, I'm pumping the Wild's tires. I'm surprised that their record is three and four, and they got a minus six differential, but I think they'll write the ship on that. You know, uh, should you be know, a good goaltending battle. Yeah, it should be. I was leaning Minnesota, but I think I might be changing my pick to New York. They've been just so great. Gustafson has actually had a horrible start this year for Minnesota. Yes, he has. He's <laughs> let in some, he let some nine irons in from the fairway. Trust me, I've Ouch. seen him. But he'll be okay. Then we got maybe the second worst game of the night, the Pens against the Sharks in San Jose. Uh, I think we all lose this one. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Give me Pittsburgh. I think they're just a better team than San Jose. I think Carlson going home will say, don't let me lose here. Oh, sure. And the maybe the biggest game of the night. Yes. The Avalanche against the... the um, the Golden Knights. In Vegas. Now, I don't know if McCarr is playing on Saturday. Yeah, that's the major X factor here. If he was playing, I'm going to say they're going to stop that streak, but I don't know, so I'll sit on the fence and just say, ah. Give me the it, home team. Give me Vegas. Because Pittsburgh made Colorado look bad the other night, and I couldn't believe it. That's hockey, though. I mean, that always you always have games like that. So we'll take Vegas. The Stars and the Canucks, another great game. I'm saying that I'm so high on the Stars that I think that they're going to steal the win from the Canucks to make the Canucks know that they're not the team that everyone thinks they are. Who do you like? I like Vancouver. I think they okay. let one against the Rangers slip away last Saturday. I think they're not going to let that happen again. And I'll be going to bed at this time because it'll be the flames and the cracking going on. And it's in Seattle. Can, do you think Calgary can pull it out? I do not. Give me Seattle. Oh, I'm going to say that they are. That, that maybe Mountstrom will, will get them. 
Okay. All right. And we'll let you know how bad we did next week. We'll stay on the case. Hope it's better than last time. But I'm thinking of making a picks. Let's get to the monolith and everything that everyone gambles on. And that's our beloved NFL. And can I say this right now? I want to congratulate my Detroit Lions on national team on Monday night for destroying the Las Vegas Raiders. We should have won by 25. And we are so weird that we still gave up a 73-yard pick six. Otherwise, they don't score. And we had three field goals. We didn't finish. Detroit has holes. I'm not going to tell anybody what they are because some coaches could be listening for the other teams, and I don't want them to get any coaching advice from me. God bless my Detroit Lions. One pride, Dan Campbell and the crew. Big game for Jamar Gibbs, the rookie that we we took in the first round, one of the few running backs has been picking the first round. He's a little small, but he can move. You know what I mean? Which you'll just talk about that division for a second. There's no doubt Detroit's going to win the NFC North. That should be. If we don't now, I'm jumping off a bridge. But I want to just say to the teams I hate in this division so much, I still feel sorry for Kirk Cousins, who was having a great year and has gone to the Achilles stand. I don't care what team you play for, whatever. When you're playing, and that guy is the ultimate underdog, he never seems to get his due. And you know he was in the top three in all passing categories in the NFL when he went down. Yeah. He was having a tremendous season at one point. I think he was the top fantasy quarterback. Yes, he was. And not only that, the toughest part of Vegas, uh, Minnesota's schedule was over because remember when they lost those close games against the team? All those teams had, like, well about 500 records, and they had a little pause in their schedule. Even though they picked up Dobbs from Arizona, which is going to be interesting because he's my... I, I got uh, Goff on by this week in fantasy, so I got to pick up somebody. I took him, but he got traded to Minnesota, and now he's not even starting, so I picked up Minnesota's quarterback. I don't even know the guy's name. Yeah. I'm, I'm in big trouble there. But that division is pretty well taken care of, but we should look around. I had to pick up Minnesota's quarterback, too, because I had Jimmy Garoppolo, who just got benched. We're going to get to that division in a minute, but we're t- just now t- talking about what's we going on. we got to keep on. it quick because we're well, almost at two hours okay, here. Okay, yeah, so we're trying to get into I liked I liked where we got today with a lot of the show. We're going to get really quick. We'll go division by division because of in our power rankings, okay? So I'll just get to the power rankings right, right away? Okay, we can get to the power rankings. I'm going to look at mine this way because – since I'm cocky about what I believe in. The number five team in my power rankings is my beloved Detroit Lions. Okay. My number four team is a team I've hated all my life, but i got to give them credit. And for some reason, I'm really liking their Where's Waldo coach, and that's the Miami Dolphins, number four. Number three, I'm going to keep them in this spot just because the skinny girl didn't make the game and the quarterback had a bad flu, which did not come out till after the game. Okay. Patrick Mahomes had a bad flu. They said on a normal day, he would have stayed in bed all day. So Denver took the sneak. But I'm still saying Kansas City is number three on my rankings. Number two, they cannot be denied, and they're going to prove it this weekend, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. My number two team with that defense and the way they're playing offense, they're winning up both sides of the line of scrimmage. They have risen up to where I believe they're for real. And number one, you can't go with anybody against the 7-1 Philadelphia Eagles, who played okay. Dallas this week. They did. This is coming up. They play in Dallas. Or they will, sorry. Uh, my number five is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, okay. Number four, I have the Detroit Lions. I love you. Number three, I've, I still got the San Francisco 49ers on there. Three in a row losses. That, that just seems to be a rule about power rankings. You lose three in a row, you got to drop out, man. I think I, I dropped them two spots the last two weeks. I got to drop them out of there, man. Top three, because where's Cincinnati going? 
Because I flipped a coin between Cincinnati. The, the three of my five were Cincinnati, Detroit, and San Francisco. Baltimore has been knocking on the door of mine. Okay, so but, okay, Minnesota, Detroit, next. Uh, so Miami, Detroit, San Fran. Number two, I got Philadelphia. Okay. And then number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. You're staying there. I'm staying there. Especially after the flu news? Come on. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. But you know what? I, I, I should be more on that slant, too, because I'm still saying Kansas City's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm surprised they uh, weren't your number one. No, no. You know what you got to do? It's, 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 it's the, the famous words of that guy that does that first take, the guy that's always on the race card. It's fluid. Things are fluid, correct? You got to give Philly the thing because they're 7-1. and one. They had that fall down. They came back and made one big, even though they didn't cover the spread. Right. Cost me 500 bucks, Philly, by the Oof. way. That really drove me crazy. But the other thing is, is that, like I said, Kansas City still has to pick up a wide receiver, which they didn't. Which is going no, to they did not the deadline. But we're going to go around, really. We'll take more time with football next week because we won't have any baseball to talk about. But some of the surprising moves on trade deadline was Detroit could always take an extra guy. I don't understand why we didn't use a draft choice, number three, for Chase Young, who went to San Francisco so the rich get richer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that blew me away. I think San Francisco is going to be fine. I really don't like to talk That's about... That's why they're in my power rankings but, still. Uh, um, they, they, Brock Purdy's had a couple of games where he's missing a bunch of guys. Trent Williams on the O-line, you can't say enough about him, who protects his blind side. He hasn't been there. The, the defense has faltered a bit, but I think San Francisco will be down there, and I still think San Francisco is going to win that division. But I think what we're doing a very big disservice to is the Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah, they've been just sneaking by there. Not many people talking about them, but, I mean, they're going to be a wild card team at least. Oh, 100%. So where's Jacksonville in all this? Oh, we all know they're going to win their division. And what are they going to do after that? I mean, you got a home playoff game. You better hope they do because they've been well, playing some good teams. Well, if you win your division, you're you guaranteed they, uh, a home playoff they, uh, game. They play, uh, they play weird teams, even though I think Trevor Lawrence is looking better every day. Yep. Here's the surprising thing about when you think about football and it's who you, who is on your schedule but there is a scary thought Detroit's on a bye this week and if you see their next five games the playoffs could go through Ford Field in Detroit oh I mean the rest is scheduled the whole way forget the next five games there we're we're in a well like you know what I mean so six we win six more which is a very reasonable when you look at our schedule we're going to be there that's the same thing with Jacksonville yep because all those other teams could beat themselves up Baltimore um, uh, and Kansas City's got a, the tough schedule. Jacksonville could end up with the number one seed in the AFC. That one I'm not completely buying into yet. But Look at their schedule. They're going to have more Houstons. They're <laughs> going to have more Indies. Even though I'm going to say the surprise team, I want to yell this out. This is why drafts don't count. Do you know who Will Levis is? Of course you yeah. do. This guy at Kentucky two years ago was going to be, they were calling him a Favre or something. This guy was that good. Something happened at the combine where this guy fell. Like I, I heard when I first heard of this guy, I heard he was going to be maybe a top ten pick quarterback. Yeah. Something went on in the draft. Now I heard it came in. He came in like Hulk Hogan kissing his cannons. That's what I heard. And they said he was jacked to the nines. And all the old-fashioned dudes said we've never had a quarterback that looked like Hulk Hogan before. Apparently he's ripped. Okay, and he does have a cannon arm. And I want a big shout-out to D-Hop, who's still one of the best wide receivers in the league when you give him a quarterback to throw to. So I'm going all the way tonight before we make our picks because we could end the show that way, correct? Yep. Tonight we get to our pick in, and the first pick is the Titans and the Steelers who've been playing great, 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 great defense with no offense. 
I'm thinking the Will Levi D Hop show wins again, and it's just going to remind everybody how good D. You know, D Hop's one of my favorite players in the NFL. I know. And now he's getting to show it again. He pushed off on that guy so bad in that first touchdown, eh? I guess they let it go because <laughs> oh, they were yeah. wrestling. And D Hop's strong. That's what they say. Don't get entangled with him. He'll just give you a shove. But here we go. First of all, before we go there, let's suggest how good Mr. Milani did last week in his picks. Do you want to know how good let's, you did? Let's hear it. Cowboys won. Packers, not so good. Indy, not so good. Washington, you got – oh, no, it was only six and a half. Oh, six and a half at you the point time. You lost there. You lost there. Carolina, you got two. Dolphins, three. Titans, four. Jets, five. Steelers, not so good. <laughs> Seahawks, six. Chiefs, not so good. Zona, not so good. San Fran, not so good. Chargers, seven. Lions, eight wins. That's not bad, considering – now, let's see how bad I did – I took the Rams. Uh, I took the Vikings. One. Philly, two. Took Indy. Got killed. Houston, no. I took the Dolphins for three. Tennessee for four. Jets for five. I took the Steelers. I was on heroin. Seahawks for six. The Ravens for seven. Cincy for eight. I took the Bears. Lions for nine. So you got nine and I got eight. So you could win money if you're... Could win money if you're listening, people. Now let's go okay. to this week, which is going to find there is some bona fide dog fights this week. Absolutely. We'll start off with the Thursday nighter as we're recording right before the game. Titans at the Steelers. Steelers favored by three and a half at home. And you know I like Pittsburgh this year. Give me the Steelers. I'm taking the Titans. So we're already off to a conspicuous start. Remember, I said it here first. Will Levi should have been drafted higher, and he's bringing D-Hop back to life, and we always know the Titans had an O-line because they had the boy back there, the kid sure. who didn't get traded. So you're liking the, you're liking the Steelers? Okay. I like the Steel Curtain. Okay. Next on our list is the, maybe the biggest game of the week, and we're going to have to watch it. At 9 a.m. Thank God the <laughs> clocks go back. So yep. we get an extra hour of sleep. We're talking about the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Who do you like? Uh, I like the Chiefs. Only It's only a one-and-a-half spread. Has to be because... And a neutral site game, but, uh, I mean, give me the Chiefs. Come I'm on. I'm taking the Chiefs, too, but this could be a dogfight or whatever. Here's an interesting game because everybody's lost their quarterback, so to speak, or figuring out what to do, but we've got the Vikings against the Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, yes, we do. Falcons favored by four at home. Oh, boy, this is one of those games where I just hate to pick, but uh, give me the home team. Give me the Falcons. I took the Falcons, too. Strictly on the fact that the home games is. And here's another interesting thing if you're gambling. Every week the home teams are either covering the spread or winning more. And I think it's 70% of the games played in the NFL this year have been under. Mm. High 60s, early 70% of all games, bro. In a scoring league, blew me away when I heard that stuff. It's been more defensive this year, though. We've talked about yeah, that. You got it. So play your unders, people. We got the Seahawks in Baltimore. Huge game in Baltimore. Yes, we do. Hold on. Let me find it. Uh, Six-point spread for the Ravens at home. This one should be an interesting one, but I'm leaning home team. I like the Ravens. I am too, and I think they're going to win going away and win by 13. Wow. Okay, so it's going to be tight going in the third quarter. You know what I mean? 14-17, 17-14, and all of a sudden they're going to be a, a pick, touchdown. Baltimore puts it away. Another interesting game of a bunch of who don't know what they're doing is the Cardinals against the Browns. <laughs> I mean, the Browns 
they should have won this one on their defense alone, but that spread big, eight points. Because you know what? Cardinals just dumped their quarterback. That's or they probably why. Is. Yeah, and they sit out there, and their defense, Brown's defense is for real. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They have their own quarterback problems, though. Aren't we going to be talking about the end of the year? But, like, how do you pay a quarterback $50 million a year to do nothing? It's one of, the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes in sports. We don't know yet. We're going to see later. He could come back. He could be hurt. He could be a little bit fragile. Maybe he had to go. I think, he, I think his problem is he can't play football. He forgot how to play. I think he needs a massage. That's what he needs. Wasn't that how he got into trouble the first time? Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> we got the Rams and the Packers. Oh, we didn't give our picks. Oh, he didn't? Where are you taking? Oh, Browns all day. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns, oh, Browns too. Browns all day. We got the Rams and the Packers. I think Stafford's going to play now. He's day-to-day, but he's playing. Packers favored by three at home. Taking the Rams I'm all day. I'm taking the Rams, too. Uh, Stafford will be back. He got bum-rushed by the Cowboys. We got Tampa Bay with the Texans in Houston. I'm taking the Texans all day because I don't trust Tampa Bay on the road. Yeah, Tampa Bay, uh, they're starting to lose me a little bit. Me too. I Houston, a, a bit of a bad loss last week, but uh, I think they should be able to bounce back. Two of the worst football games ever in the league uh, this season. The NFL hopes I don't see him again. That Panthers, Texans, Texans game, game yeah. and the Giants, Jets. Ugh. Set football back five years. We have Washington at New England. What are we saying there, bro? Isn't that your guys? That's my guys. Uh, home game. Patriots only favored by three. Let's go for the Patriots. I only took it because it's a home game. Next, Bears and the Saints. That should be a gimme. This we one should, should be a blowout for the New Orleans Saints. I expect Especially this, their defense. Yeah, they, they're favored by eight and a half, but that one should be a two-touchdown game when all said and done. I believe so, too. We got the Colts at the Panthers. Well, they say lightning doesn't strike twice, and I don't believe it will this time either. Give me the Colts. We're all taking the Colts. We're almost the same going down the whole board. That's incredible. We got the Giants at the Raiders. This is just like one mess into another mess. It's in Oakland. Are they going to rise? I mean, it's Oakland. in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Um, how do you feel if you're Josh Daniel McDaniels? This is your second kick at the can, and the players say, we don't want to play for you. You're not Bill Belichick. That's a word, eh? Two teams in a row. He tried to be Belichick with no credibility. They shipped him out of town with the GM the whole nine yards. Yep. And he kicked Carr to the curb. And look at Carr. Carr's racing for a playoff spot. Might win that division. And now Jimmy Garoppolo, the guy he went for, is benched. So He looked so bad the other night. He looked so bad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm taking the, the Raiders still. At yeah, home, I'm taking the Raiders at home. Just because we don't even know who's quarterback for the Giants. Then we got the biggest game of the NFC, which is the Cowboys and the Eagles. I can't believe it's only a three-point spread for the Eagles at home. Give me Philly Dal- all day. That's Dallas. Okay, we're taking them. I think this first week we're almost dead on the same. Then we got another huge game Sunday night in Cincinnati at that crazy-ass stadium where the beloved Buffalo Bills play Cincinnati Bengals. Wait, where are you? So, yeah, it's in Cincinnati. Bengals favored by two at home. Since he's been trending upwards, Buffalo, no one's really sure what they're all about. Give me the Bengals. You know what? I had Cincy, too, but I'm changing my mind. A little man on my shoulder said the Bills are national TV. But here's the weird thing, okay? Now the Monday night game is the Chargers and the Jets. So look at the games we've had. Cowboys-Eagles. Bills, Cincy. What was the Seattle? Baltimore is a decent game. Dolphins and Chiefs, but that's in Europe. And all our prime time, we're going to get that bunch of garbage? Well, it's Monday night. Everyone's got to play Monday night. I agree. What do you think is wrong with the Buffalo Bills? Uh, I mean, I want to say, like, I think a lot of it still stems back to the Stephon Diggs stuff. 
I think the biggest problem is they lost three of their starters on off, on well, defense, and they, and they haven't going to get their secondary. I think that they, but I think Buffalo is going to come in at about nine and seven, ten or eight, and nobody's going to want to play them in the playoffs because all those guys will be back. They're not done for the season, guys. They're all going to be back, so we're going to have to see we'll what, see what's happening. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone should worry about the Chiefs. I think that um, Miami is going to probably sneak by Buffalo, and which could hurt Buffalo. For the division. Yep, yep, definitely. But I think the Chiefs are clearly going to win because there's nobody out there that can even come close to them. I think that, once again, and it's going to prove, even though it took a while to get there, that NFC, AFC North is the toughest division in football. Let's get back to the picks, though. We got one more. Monday night game, Chargers at the Jets. I just thought we Chargers about it. Favorite on the road at three and a half. I can't believe that. Give me the Jets at home. Road dog, or home dog. After I seen how the Jets couldn't score last week, I think the Chargers took more. But big shout out to the Jets defense, which has been absolutely it's been phenomenal. They keep them there at three and three right now, or four and three, whatever they're at. Four and three. It's un unbelievable. And that's our football thing now. I uh, um I hope everybody's making money. I keep missing out on the one score. But at the end of the show, we usually have a little subject matter that we want to bring up. That just deviates from all the things that are on the field that maybe gets away with them. And I think that you know who the legendary Bobby Knight is. Correct? I do, yes. Bobby Knight is considered maybe one of the greatest uh, basketball coaches of all time. And can I just put this up here? I hated Bobby Knight when I was in high school because he's the last guy that went undefeated in college basketball. Beat my beloved Michigan Wolverines and Ricky Green spanked us. But here's the crazy thing about that team. There was a guy named Scott May. He was player of the year. Scott May broke his wrist the year before, so they could have won. They won every game in the regular season lost in the tournament. So as Bobby Knight said, we should have won two in a row. Could have been one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time. Sure. But the thing about Bobby Knight I wanted to point out is in this stage of uh, TikTok, social media, cameras everywhere, Bobby Knight would not have had a chance in this day and age because he invented old school. He grabbed players by the neck. He threw chairs across the arena. He swore in press conferences. He called people out all for the integrity of the game. That cannot be forgotten. He once said that why should we bring in a three-point rule? He says if a guy hits a home run 460 yards and the guy hits 390, does he get an extra run for hitting the ball 60 feet farther? Well, you, you get extra bases for hitting the ball farther. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of a doubt. Put on on that. But anyway, he was one of the first ones that chewed the NFL because, I mean, the NBA at the time because it was a prima donna league at times. And he had the greatest statement ever where he said if he was watching his TV set and frogs were making love on one channel and the NBA was on the other, he watching the frogs. In any event, he won 900-some games. He was the fifth most winningest college coach. Got banned from Indiana because of all the extra crazy things that he did that the organization didn't even... University didn't let him. He didn't come back for 20 years. Wow. He had Isaiah Thomas as one of his leaders. He had Keith Smart and Steve Alford, who is now a great coach in college, winning three national championships. Bobby Knight, I thought you were crazy when you were alive, but what you did was all the great coaches that are gone now, the Sparky Andersons, the Vince Lombardis, the you name them, um, the Punch Imlachs, guys like that, they all said it was about the product on the field. Get rid of all the other crap today. And imagine these coaches living in this day of social media, what they would be doing. 
All you have to do is to see how they feel is watch Greg Popovich on the sidelines for one night. Because in my opinion, he's the last of the old school. Agreed? Yes and no. Tortorella? Yes. <laughs> Tortorella loved Bobby Knight, yeah. by the way. Anyways, uh, Bobby Knight, rest in peace to a great career. Remember, when you coach, when you play, when we talk, when we buy a ticket, it's always about the highest level of competition and the greatness of the game. Because without that, we have nothing. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Big shout out to Mrs. Milani, as I always like to do. Keep rewinding those games. That's why we know more than most people that watch them. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to bring to the table, bro? I think you summed it up perfectly right there, Cruz. Well, you know, it took us a little bit of a slow start because we're here on a Thursday night and I'm getting stoned on my couch all day, not being bright-eyed as I am Saturday morning. But I really enjoyed it. Once again, big shout out to my producer, Andrew Milani, because... We know where we're at. We're at the house that happens. And my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And you know what we do? We keep, we keep the, the vibe alive. alive. You can find the house that happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens. And follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.